<laughs> what is happening? <laughs> 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 this is take two of an intro that we're we're doing on the couch, me and Val, because uh, I can't I can't even tell you what it was, or we'll have to redo this one. I do it again. <laughs> oh no! This is the best of episode. Uh, we asked you guys. We've done one of this bef- one of these before. We asked you guys for your favorite moments. You supplied some amazing choices, and they're all here. As I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible, uh, and then I never do. <laughs> we should do the best of intros. That's best of intros. It's just the few ones that are short. Oh my god, you are hilarious. I do want to thank Portland, Oregon, uh, and everybody that came out to the Aladdin Theater, um, and Chris Thayer, who helped me uh, produce this last special, my manager and Jed and everybody. It was incredible. The audiences were incredible. Thank you to everybody that came out in uh, Portland. Thank you for everybody that came out in San Francisco. It meant so much. Uh, The new HBO special, stand-up special, Dirty Clean, will be out December 15th, which means we're editing it right now. Really, really hope you guys like it. Worked really hard on it. I think you guys are going to love it. Um, oh, yeah, and a Pete's Pick. There's only one Pete's Pick this week, which is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, the original Pete's Pick. Yeah. And for good reason, I just took some in the car because I'm feeling a little bit stressed as my book deadline is on the 15th. But that's a good, that's a good, actually, a good example. That's a good... Oh, no, we're losing it. That's a good example because I love CBD hemp oil because I think a lot of people might think that it makes you stoned or it gets you high or whatever. It doesn't do that for me whatsoever. It takes the edge off, allowing me to focus, allowing me to concentrate, allowing me not to stress out and to work or enjoy an evening out or whatever I might be doing. It always helps me laugh a little bit easier, smile a little bit easier, helps me relax helps me sleep, helps me de-stress and do what I need to do. Uh, Like I always say, it's made from the hemp plant, but they remove the THC using science. They leave the body and brain beneficial CBD. It's made by the Stanley Brothers in Denver. It's the only hemp grown for human consumption right here in America, which is one of the huge reasons I love it. They also developed it for a young girl named Charlotte who was having seizures and it was one of the, it was the only it wasn't one of the it was the only thing that helped her and cured her. So I love the Stanley Brothers. I love this product. I use it every single day. It is something that I swear by, which is why it's a Pete's pick. They have awesome oils. They also have bombs, amazing for massage uh, and stress relief. All these wonderful things you'll see at cwhemp.com. If you go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. I use the Everyday Advanced. I like the mint chocolate. It's a little bit more expensive, but you can use literally just a few drops of it and you're good to go. Um, And that's it. Yeah. That's all we have to say. Good job. If you want to show your support for this podcast and try a wonderful product, get some Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. And in the meantime... Enjoy this best out. We're going to do the throws. We're going to throw to it. The first clip here is Josh Rubin. No surprise. This is from the Josh Rubin Returns episode. It's the insecure God. (laughs) Enjoy. Katie, roll it. Real. I'll never forget this story. I, I don't know why. I yeah. love a good, devastating story. Yeah, it was pretty and I, This story hard. is is 
I mean, it's it's actually kind of like mousse. It's so thick. Yeah. And kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. You went, you went, and she was crying while you were packing. Yeah, because it was, think there's a hard thing. She said those words and heard them out of her mouth, and it was hard for me. And I was like, I know she needs to be alone. She basically is like, I told you not to get me anything because of, you know, I, we should wait to go on any kind of trip. It was, it was like, I knew when she said that that we were done. So that was where the heart pounding and the, because mm. I otherwise am the kind of person to be like, well, if I know things are fine. Are gonna be fine when I get back. Then fuck it, I'll go hang out. You know, I, you know, you whatever. You spent that amount of money. It is what it is. But go for two days and write and hang out. And you did know, you? I, I give me, well, I had my headphones in. I brought a dose pen, drank a bottle of rosé, and like walked around this compound. But it was kind of magical. There was a couple of moments that were kind of like you're gonna be okay moments. Like I got a massage, <clears throat> and the elevator doors are closing to this like post massage chill in this room. And come down from your massage dopamine moment. Right. And it's overlooking the water and there's no one else up there. And, and I get in the elevator so I've had my five minutes to just kind of chill. And as the elevator doors are closing, a dolphin in the ocean just went whoop. And it was just kind of like a little like, you'll be fine. That's what it honestly wow. felt like. It was like a, yeah. It was like no, a, I get you'll it. You'll be fine. <laughs> it was Tony Robbins as God going, you'll be fine. Do you think I'm cool? Oh, here's something that's cool. Cue the dolphin, please. Cue the dolphin, please. It was like, Tony Robbins as God appears yeah, it was in like the elevator. Yeah, like in the Woods God. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Here's something that's pretty cool. You'll be fine. <laughs> if you think I'm cool, you're going to be fine. <laughs> I'm insecure God. <laughs> I'm insecure God. Oh, I know what will make him think I'm cool. A dolphin. <laughs> a dolphin, right? And then he hits his knee into the corner of like a cloud <laughs> coffee table. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I'm actually fine. I'm fine. Were you in the room most of the time? I have to think. You were you talking to no, your girlfriend I, at that time? No, we didn't talk for radio for side. Two hours, radio, radio side. Two days. I had my headphones in almost the whole time. I felt like Baby Driver. What are we listening to? Uh, it was a lot of Father John Misty, uh-huh. who I love. He's so sad and funny. Uh, yeah. He's like a funny Ryan Adams. He's fucking awesome. Right. So there's a lot of that and like this old stuff like, uh, oh God, uh, like Patsy Cline. Are we drinking more? Bottle of rosé. That seems like day one. Over two days. It was over two. I didn't. I didn't oh, really? Down. I'm not you didn't like go a, nuts. an alcohol. No, no, no. Um, but I, I actually had a lovely time. Like I ate by myself. I, I wrote nonstop. I read. I, I think I brought Stephen King's It. So that's a cool way to come down. Just read about a serial killing clown. Uh, that haunts your dreams. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I love it. Um, but I like went on, like on hikes and I didn't talk to anybody. Nobody, nobody initiated conversation in the back of your mind. You kind of have this, will, will I meet Sam Elliott and Big Lebowski or Mila Kunis kind of moment. You right. Know, and it doesn't happen. Right. But the hardest part was driving the car up, getting out, checking in for one and walking into the room. Yeah. That was that 14 minutes was really tough. And then after that, it was like, I'm going to go for a walk. You go for a walk, get a burger. Fuck it, I'll get a burger. I'll, I'll drink a beer with it, and then I'll take take a walk. Then you, I sat on rocks and saw like a seal, just kind of making its way up on the rocks, and I was like, oh, that's cute. And God was kind of like, cue the seal, make the seal look like it's kind of having a hard time, like Josh and little kind of thing. It's like a parallel thing. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Come to my talk on Madison Avenue and. Um, <laughs> insecure God please come uh, please watch the path the avocado uh, 
But you know it could be cool? Like, yeah, that's just like and that. And then, oh, go ahead. Fucking advice you don't want to hear. Just stuff like, you know, you know what's cool when you're the cool things to do by yourself? You could make an avocado salad. You could go for a walk. And you're like, I just want to be. Are you finding that at all? How I are am, you enjoying being alone? You're okay with it? The new place, I actually had the thought. I moved to Echo Park and I have this like little view and it's in like a, like a half of a house. And... um there's like a, a a parrot in my neighbor's yard that say, like whistles, <laughs> and I'll whistle back to it. Like it's like this ridiculous, quiet. But there's a bird yeah, that thinks I'm a. You're my girlfriend now. Yeah. And then it rattles in its cage. It goes, no, no, please, please don't, please don't, please don't. I can't do a parrot. Um, no, it sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, I had the thought, I was like, wow, I'm right by this beautiful park and I've got this view and there's this bird that whistles at me, mm. thinks I'm cute. Uh, I have a little bird. outdoor. Cue the bird. Oh, cue the parrot. That's fun. Make it go. <laughs> can't whistle, but you know how, you know what in movies when they're like, <laughs> I can't whistle, but <laughs> I can't whistle, but you know how it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Anybody? <laughs> Man, it sure is lonely in heaven because everybody goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope Josh dies a nice boy. <laughs> don't even peek at littlekids.com. Um, <laughs> littlekids.com. I don't know. I just, I just made up a pedophilia site. <laughs> no one should check out. Um, <laughs> never go to Kids R Us recreationally. Uh, <laughs> uh, not it's, with kids. Insecure God, boy, it's lonely in heaven. Yeah. Everyone goes down. It's like a perfect We're joke. All, I'm just kind of looking down at the glass floor. It's kind of like, you know, Chicago when you're the Sears Tower, like, hi, everybody. I'm up here by myself. I could moon everyone. That could be fun. <laughs> oh, no, I kind of shit a little bit. Oh, I kind of shit all over the ceiling glass. And everyone in hell is looking up my asshole. <laughs> and I thought it'd be a fun, like, I'll moon everybody thing. But it's like, oh, no, I just shit on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> the glass floor the glass floor was shit on <laughs> by insecure God. It all worked out fine. Uh, God loves me. I love God. God. I just, but, oh, I, what I was going to say is I actually had the thought. Buddy. The thought I was going to say is that I was like, I don't deserve this. This place is so nice. I'm on my own. I found this little gem. It's such a fucking hassle to find a place. Mm. And uh, it was like another little. Get him in the apartment. Get him the place. It was like a little like. You found the another, right place. Yeah, it was like, wow, this is like a home, you know. So when you came home from that horrible trip, did you break up that day? It was like a couple of days after. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brutal. Oh, it was a couple of days after D, and I just sort of thought, oh. <laughs> oh, here uh, he comes. So I dressed up oh, as a woman, goodbye. and I tried to invite myself back into my ex's life. And we don't have children, and she doesn't need a housekeeper, dear. Because <laughs> she's 27, she's perfectly sufficient on her own. So I just <laughs> masturbate and think about meeting my Mila. But I need to work on myself, dear. Don't focus on anything but yourself. Write every day. Do your morning pages. <laughs> Do you know the artist's way? Oh, God. I hate advice. Um, Do you do the artist's way? No, no, but I should. (coughs) (laughs) And do you have any new thoughts on God since last time? Tell me your new thoughts thoughts on God. God. I always say this, but when they go, on my way to see her, (laughs) they think they're so cool. 
Her. Her. Good. And then he turns to his band and goes, Good. Because <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Hey, man, no, I really want to see her. Good. Good, guys. Good. <laughs> uh, encouraging composer. Um, no new thoughts. I'm just, uh, I, I need to. I, I'm. It's an interesting thing when you can be objective and you're like tempering all your, you know, all your temptations and whatnot. I'm. I'm like just relax and make coffee and you know look at Instagram. It's okay to not be social. So don't get FOMO. You're, everything's gonna work out fine. Do the work you've been, you know, distracted by needing to do when you're in a relationship. You like, want donuts? Have all the donuts have all in the, the donuts. world. Uh oh, there goes the good body pizza and how to talk dirty. <laughs> he ate 12 cake donuts. Well, I was referencing The Simpsons where Homer loves donuts and then in hell they feed him all the donuts he wants. So you loved, you love working. And now do you still love it or are you like, this is what I ended everything for? You know, it's funny. I, it was so foggy, leave, not knowing where your mail's going to go and you just broke up and kind of figuring out, you know, furniture and forwarding. Uh, now that everything's finally plateaued, I'm like, okay, now I can sit down. And yeah. Yeah. Lay on my stomach and type. Well, that's what, um, I remember Mulaney. I've said this before, but I go, what's it like to be single? And he goes, you get a lot of work done. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. So I hope it's good for you. I bet it will be. I, I hope so, too. I really do think this is like, this is an exciting new selfish chapter in a way that I haven't been. I've definitely given a lot of myself to... For me, I needed it. I, I don't want to be the pro-breakup, pro-divorce, pro-alone guy. But if you are broken up with or alone right now, uh, there, there's a wonderful opportunity yeah. to be indulgent yeah, take in advantage. a way that you can't. <clears throat> it goes away. And then next thing you know, you're picking a date. Then you pick the date. You, you, you pick the date. Or the day. Or the day. For me, I perform better during the di- <laughs> during, No, I should say the date. Oh. I shouldn't be telling you any of this. <laughs> Jesus wound up. <laughs> he was talking hey, about Jesus. Hey, I'm Insecure God. <laughs> My son really wants you to pick a day. Do you uh, like the sunset? <laughs> oh, cue the dolphin. He'll think I'm cool. Oh, my God. I love it. This next clip, Johnny Pemberton returns. Oh, my God. I love this one. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Full suits. Johnny Pemby's. Just listen to it. You don't have to hear us doing it. Here it is. <laughs> that was a spoiler. And uh, I was trying to get a job. I tried to get a job in Minneapolis. And this was some company called Pinnacle Marketing, which doesn't really exist anymore. I found, I found it on, like, remember Monster.com? Yeah. What happened to them? Well, I think it turned out that 95% of the jobs in there were scam things, like <laughs> legit scams. This Pinnacle Marketing place was almost a scam. Really? And it was a marketing place. So I go there for, like, the first day training sort of thing. And it's like they tell you wear a suit and show up in some place. It's like in Roseville or someplace forty minutes outside of the. What did the ad say? What, it was what? a marketing company. I, th- I was thought, oh, I'll get into marketing, advertising. It's yeah, like, yeah, I, that, yeah. That's I thought I could do that. I'd yeah. be interested in that. Creative. Yeah, it's creative. Yeah. You talk to people. I'm a I remember when I was in uh, high school, I bought marketing for dummies. Because I was just like, that sounds like something yeah. I could do. Marketing. Then I read page one. It was like, your overhead is, and I was like, fuck this shit. I, can't, well, I didn't I can't get that far. I, I just can't. thought, I just thought I'll just talk my way into this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I show up there, and I'm thinking it's gonna be like an interview. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. All I know is that you're in a suit. You're in your college I'm a suit. suit. I go into this room. Some dude named Devin. Not even Devin. Some guy at a desk is showing me like this little. Like these are the people company work with uh, Pizza Hut. Probably heard of Pizza Hut. Pretty good brand. Um, uh, some different, uh, different like 
bullshit brands and stuff like Little Caesars, and we do marketing for them. Like, okay, that sounds legit. Yeah. Okay, well, you're gonna go out here. This is the first day. It's an interview. It's like a on-the-job interview. You're gonna go out with a. Uh, one of our sales reps, Devin, and two, Devin takes out three or two or three new guys, they're brand new, just showed up. Me and this other dude, it's like some super Minnesota dude, like accent, like, oh yeah, what's going down here? And it's pretty good. And just like a like the accent that's so thick, you came, you've never, probably never even heard this accent. Yeah, sure. It is like Soda. so back. Oh, yeah. Well, dad's down here for a couple weeks. Probably going to fuck around and pull the boat in, but got to go on down to Brainerd first. This dumbass doesn't know how to pick up a boat from a, from a yard. <laughs> just like, just dumb. Like, people make fun of the southern accent, but if you hear like a deep backwoods Minnesotan, yeah. they sound like Trumps. they could like chew on a brick and think it's breakfast or something. Yeah, shit. chew on a brick and just, call it breakfast. Oh, this is pretty good. Hard ass stuff. Yeah, dude. Oh, dickhead, hey. No matter oh. how much milk I pour on it, still a brick. Oh, milk? I love milk. I have milk, <laughs> 16 ounces of milk every day. Go on fucking Burger King and pull on around. Hey, what's up? Doing it? Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's with me and some guy named Devin. And it turns where he's we're getting in his car. Huh. And it turns out yeah. we're going on we're going to like the suburbs to do door to door sales of coupons for someplace called Chanticleer's Pizza. <laughs> and I'm in the car, and it's something where, again, it's like the older I get, I'm how, I'm how I didn't go, like, what the fuck? No. I'm not, no. I'm not walking around in a suit in some bullshit neighborhoods. Giving around coupons. Trying to sell coupons. Trying to sell yeah, coupons. Yeah, trying to sell like some bullshit door to door. Yeah. In a suit. And the next thing I know, I'm walking around a fucking neighborhood <laughs> in some place outside Minneapolis with this this yokel dude, this fucking oh yeah, ding a ling. <laughs> He's into it. He's into it. I'm gonna sell a bunch of coupons. And we're fucking walking around and we we're, we're supposed to stand back and watch as Devin goes up and this is what he say every time he knock. He'd knock, he'd tell us like, Yeah, you want to take a take a step a few steps back, you know, so you don't contaminate people and open the door and he'd go Hi, what's up? Name's Devin. Nothing too serious. Just running around for trying to clear his pizza. I'm wondering if you guys you like, you like pizza in this house. Every every place. Knock, knock. Hey, what's up? Name's Devin. Nothing too serious. Just running around for trying to clear his pizza. I heard that probably a hundred <laughs> times that day. I'm trying to, I kind of like uh, it. Nothing too serious. Yes. You you address the situation. Nothing just, bad. Yeah. This is just like this because he's got a suit on. It's yeah. Like, Did someone die that I don't know about? <laughs> Nothing serious. Yeah, he probably learned that. The first day uh, he was like... Can I ask you, is something missing in your life? And they're like, is it my family? <laughs> like, you think they're the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's but, pizza. It was all fucking day walking around with these dumbasses. Then we have lunch. They and bought this is your lunch. training. Was training, it lunch pizza? Uh, I don't even know what it was. I was. This is like a memory that is going away slowly. Yeah, like, well. But the one thing, the thing that you said that I always remember is having lunch. I, I didn't talk much because I was sort of just kind of like, I don't want to talk about these, these. They were idiots. They're fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Sometimes you know you're smarter than someone. And it's okay. And I and these guys, I know I was fuck. I could like ways. Just they're just guys are just these guys are simpletons. They're just some a couple of Minnesota dumbasses. You know what I mean? And they just were. And you noticed, and you were like, yeah. "I deserve better." And but it, you're eating their free lunch. You can't even have a conversation with people like this because it's just. There's just nothing you can talk about. <laughs> and they're sitting down talking about the salary, how like how 
This cause it's a fucking pyramid scheme, of course. Yeah. It's like, it's like a some sort of a pyramid scheme. It's not a total pyramid scheme. A but scheme. It's like a thing where, oh, when you get up to this number of sale customers, you can you get you get the amount from the people you train. Bullshit kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And this guy, the super yokel dude, who's also his first day, is sitting there talking about, oh yeah, we can't, he's with mouthfuls of food. Oh, I can't wait. You know, once we get up to that level. Get up that level two there. Gonna go on the men's warehouse. They've got these beautiful wool suits. <laughs> the way he fucking said that. It's like the grossest thing. I got these oh, they got these beautiful wool suits. <laughs> I, it's in my head all the fucking time. Beautiful wool suits. <laughs> I just I just cringe like <sighs> <laughs> like you're such a dumbass. Like the feeling that you went to the wrong college. Yeah. I know that's not what, what like, you're ah. doing. But you're like, oh, I'm in the wrong class. I'm not supposed to be here. Beautiful walls. Beautiful, beautiful walls. I'm picturing him eating coleslaw too. He probably was eating coleslaw. Oh, beautiful walls. Beautiful walls. Uh, I can't even do the accent. It's uh, so thick. like my teeth aren't the right shape to do <laughs> to talk like this guy. This guy was probably like maybe a year or two older than me but he looked like a like a man like a man a guy who's been in a bar fight maybe you know or not been in a bar fight but like broken up and be like yeah fuck that guy you know what I mean oh you wanna fuck oh, I, oh I'll tell you what you know Don's got that. That's a beautiful Corvette. That's a good, that's a real good car. He's got, oh, they got these beautiful wool suits. Yeah. Up there. Oh my. As soon as I get to level two. Some shit like that. On the pyramid scheme go of on, coupons. Gonna go to he's going to go get a better suit. At Men's Warehouse. A beautiful wool Beautiful suit. wool suit. And what did you say? I just was watching. It's so watching. funny because I wasn't there, but you're giving me that feeling of a memory. Like I can yeah. taste raw broccoli right now. We're you know sitting I mean? in some probably Burger King or some shit. Yeah. You know what we actually probably were? I think we went to Little Caesars to have a client meeting. And we get there and these guys, these dinks are just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that our boss isn't here. He doesn't know. Just the first thing they tried to do to show us this is a legit operation just failed instantly. <laughs> instantly failed. And this isn't even like a little – this is like a – there's no place to sit down in this place. You can't have a client meeting at a Little Caesars. It's takeout only. You're going to sit in the fucking mop room and talk to some some other dink? Just two dinks trying to like – uh, just dumb on dumb. Woo! It's like two rocks trying to make a fire. I love it. This next clip, Matt McCarthy. I say I love it after each one, but I do. Matt McCarthy, my dear friend Matt McCarthy returns. This is Police Sting versus New Sting. I can see why you guys asked for this. This is one of my favorite bits. So I watched Man on Wire. Have you seen Man on Wire? Oh, sure, yeah. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about... Just go love it! Just go love it! Just go love it! Just go live it. Now do new sting. That's a Matt McCarthy bit about. That's right. This is it's like pol the, the police. The police sting. Just go live it. Just go live it. Solo sting. Just go live it. 
fucking sting. I'm not talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt remake. I'm talking right. about the documentary, The Real Guys. Yeah. Next up is Tom Segura. This is his hardest laugh story. I won't say anything else because I don't want to spoil it. Tom Segura, hardest laugh. Can you think of the time, I bet you can, when you laughed the hardest? That's like our final question. Oh, man. Every podcast. That's such a good don't one. Don't steal it. I'm just kidding. Feel when free. you've laughed the hardest? Yeah. And I always tell people, it doesn't have to be, I'm not looking for a long story. Just yeah. like, where are you? How old are you? What happened? Someone fall, someone fart. Oh, man, that's, that's such a good question. It's like exciting, you know, to think about. I will say, we often get movies. Those, those aren't my favorite answers when people are like, dumb and dumber, man. Yeah. I get it. But I'm like, I would I rather remember, your dad farted and woke himself I mean, there's up. so many. <laughs> so when you start thinking about like losing it. Yeah. I mean, it remind, when you said movie... My wife knows that, like, my... You know, everyone has, like, a weakness, like a wheelhouse for laughs. Yeah. Like, if I say, I took a rough shit in there, my wife's going to laugh. <laughs> shit is her wheelhouse. <laughs> Farting, shitting, it'll make her laugh no matter what. Valerie loves mistakes so much. People have? And things that, like, tripping or anything, if you say something... Like, she loves in Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. where he goes, oh, the Scottish government explaced... Oh, Placed explosives. She loves that. She'll go nuts. Or we. I, I just. Re- I'm I really getting that. a very good glimpse of her sense of humor. Yeah. Like if something is too salty, and it, and you're eating it, and you both know it's too salty, and you just go, "This burrito is good, but it is filling." So you don't adapt it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like That's a line from Anchorman. You should say this soup is good, but it is salty. But you don't. Right. You take. You go to the beta version, and right. you just say but the it, thing that's yeah. almost the thing that applies. That really makes her that laugh. That makes her laugh. She Isn't just that, loves, like, almost but not quite. See, and, and it's another thing for marriage. When it's fun, you start to really know someone so well. Yeah. And you get what, like, their little buttons are. Yes. You know what upsets them. You know yeah. things that would bother her. You know, you know when to not push a topic. Yeah. You know when to, be, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when to say, and then when you know, like, what makes them laugh, it's, it's over it's so time, fun. it becomes and fun. Val loves silliness. Mm-hmm. So, like... That's so like I find being funny difficult. Yeah, but I find being silly very natural. And there easy. you go, and yep. that's why you're I just very come silly. Home. I'm very silly. So she wants me to like let my sweatpants fall while I'm doing a dance and playing the piano. Yeah, and she's dying laughing. I'm like, this, this is, is great. heaven this for is me. Good. That's what you're a match. Like I don't have to be like. Uh, have you noticed that wood is everywhere? This yeah. used to be a tree, like yeah. some sort of observation. Yeah. I don't need that. But if I just like put my butt on the wood. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. And go, I'm old wood butt. <laughs> and she loves it. Yeah. See, yeah. for me, I love inappropriate behavior. I love people doing things outlandish. I love dirty, like dirty stuff. Yeah. Dirty words <laughs> really make me laugh. I, it sounds and, like your dating profile. Dirty yeah. stuff. Oh, man. Butt stuff. Curse. You know, I just, I love it. <laughs> and, and the weird, like weird sex, like I'm saying like the words, the phrases yeah. make me laugh. Yeah. You so, say digit play. It's uh, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Digit uh, play. Digit Get play. into it. Get into it. Um, <laughs> so my wife goes, you're going to love, this is a few years ago, you're going to love the opening scene of this movie. And I go, okay. She goes, no, you are. And she said it kind of, she kind of undersold it. She's like, you're going to love it. So I pressed play and it was a Bobcat's movie with uh, Robin Williams, Dad of the Year. World's Greatest Dad. World's Greatest Dad. And, Dude. <laughs> I remember laughing so hard. I mean, so, so hard. I've seen it. What was it? So it was, I mean, I was incapacitated. <laughs> it was where, I'm just going to, I can it? say yeah, it. Okay. Tell me. So the, the son is ma- <laughs> masturbating and Robin Williams comes in and he's like so sincere. Like, so he went, he's like, oh my God. And his, <laughs> the kid goes, 
goes, fuck. He's like, I was about to come, you fag, to his dad. <laughs> I fucking fell apart for like 15 minutes. I couldn't watch it. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and then my wife was like, you, she goes, you, you have mental problems. <laughs> His complaint is uh, about to come. Yeah. He to, ruined it. He ruined it. He ruined it. And he calls him the F word <laughs> like dad. he's gay. Yeah. Like he's gay for him. And like for a kid like to say knew. that to his dad. Like he like, knew. I'm wa- I know he's not. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to walk in. Yeah. You ruined it and I'm calling you a gay slur. It's oh very, God. very inappropriate and, ma- and yeah. right up your alley. I love it. And it made me laugh so, so hard. <laughs> I also love that your wife knew. She knew. She knew it. I've seen that movie like, twice and I was never like, that's the line. Oh, like, I was done. <laughs> I, I might not have been able to watch it for a day after that because I was, <laughs> was laughing too hard. Next up is the Lucas Brothers. The uh, I don't know if you remember this. This is incredible. It's the Socrates Apology. I'm wrong and dumb about so many yeah. things. So uh, how did we get on that? We were talking about... Uh, why yeah, we, I, I mentioned... Uh, no. our, yeah, okay, we're in law oh, school. Oh, You asked me what I was doing. And at philosophy. The time. Yeah, so we studied philosophy in college, and uh, then we thought uh, law was the next. Law was the you, next. Okay. Do you remember? For both of you, yeah. you were in law school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you, what can you recall something about philosophy that really lit you up? Like the yeah, the first thing that I read was uh, Plato's uh, uh, dialogues. Five dialogues. The five dialogues. I was just uh, I was gonna doing a book uh, book sale. For the student government, I was just we were just giving out books, and Plato's uh, five dialogues were there, and I read the Apology, so Socrates' apology to the, the court, Athenian court. Well, he was being uh, there; it was his uh, sentencing, and he had to give a statement. It was trial. It, well, well, was no, I didn't read for? the trial. Oh, oh no, yeah. Oh, he was uh, arrested for corrupting the youth. Yeah, and what corrupting was minds. Literally. Yeah, corrupting yeah. minds, and yeah. what was the other one? Uh, oh, uh, not the, showing enough respect to the gods. To the gods, like yeah. so, basically being an atheist, yeah. right? And but impious. They, and they put him, yeah, impious. Yeah. And they just, yeah, they they put him to death. But he, so he, his apology, <laughs> he basically just shit on all of the, uh, yeah. the uh, what do they call him, the, uh, the, the jury. He yeah. just basically just called them all out on their bullshit. Really? And, and like, just made them all feel little. Like, he was, Socrates was hilarious. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was, I felt like a comedy routine. Yeah. He was just shitting on everyone. Yeah. And like, this guy's a fucking asshole. He wants to die. He <laughs> said his penalty should be, they should let him go and they should give him money <laughs> for, for, uh, giving, giving the apology. And he like, and they just, that is like yeah. a cocky comedian. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. so, And I'm not so saying because you're black or a hip hop <laughs> or a rapper. Yeah. Like saying like, uh, my presence is a presence. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. you should be paying me. Yeah. yeah. You should pay me. Yeah. You should be honored by my labels. Yeah, exactly. I would even show yeah. up to this fake that's shit. A, that's, that's, what, that's what Socrates said. That's, that's what he was saying. <laughs> this is great. Because we've been thinking about this for a while. We, we've been saying Socrates was the first nigga. Like, he was the first <laughs> true nigga. He's, and people don't look at it that way, but he is, man. Yeah, he, 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 he fucking didn't care about his wife or his kids. He just, he just hung out with his homies and spoke philosophy. Yes. That's all he did. That's he all he just, wanted to do. He just sat on porches and yeah. spit. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> and the state that and in the state arrested him for it. <laughs> That's right. They couldn't have they couldn't another have. free black yeah, man yeah. liberating minds. I'm assuming he was black. Right? <laughs> Next up, one of my favorite episodes of all time, Mark Duplass 
This is just us chatting about soul points. It's it, but it it is hard to hang on to. You're playing those songs, and and is that where the juice is? Like, because you're in the joy. We're we're similar ages. Yeah, and we're both going okay. We've had some success, Mm -hmm. and now we're trying to go. What we should have been asking all along, which is like, what what is it really about? Where is the juice? Yeah. So playing music. Playing music is a big part of that. Not being embarrassed. Being very smart about, or trying to be smart about the forms that I approach with filmmaking and TV now so that I am set to win. You know, I look at, again, Togetherness, which was a really great show. I don't know if you can tell. I've seen every episode multiple times. Valerie is obsessed with it. Like she's not over there. Though. No, okay, no, but she, this is Easter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're um, very point conscious. Yes, <laughs> but um, it's such a good show. Thank it's you. Funny, wonderful. We looked for it, we we looked forward. It to was every it was week. that I spent a lot of soul points making that show. That show was hard to make. I got a lot out of it, but I feel like I spent more than I got uh, in the uh, ratio. I don't know if, you, if that connects with you in any way of like sure. what was required to make it and get out of me in terms of what I got. Were back. you waiting for some comment on like, wow, you really like put your soul like? Uh, no, I didn't need I, fun. Oddly enough, I didn't need the validation in that one small element uh-huh. of my life. I what felt was very good. Um, it wasn't that anything was missing. I honestly just feel like. I, I I have this term soul points that I use, which is just like you only have so many of these. Try and hang on to them. Don't give out too many of them unless they're being replenished by it. Mm. So I was giving sixty soul points per season. I was only getting forty back. And room one hundred four, <laughs> oddly enough, I'm only giving ten. Game changer. That's a I'm, game changer. But I'm getting thirty. I'm getting less back for room one hundred four empirically than I got. Yes. On togetherness, but my ratio is way way up. You're spending less. Uh, yes. Because you did. Fi- I'm love- in soul profit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a silo for your extra soul yes. now. And but that I is know what critical you critical for me, man. When I get home at five o'clock and my kids are there, and if I don't have the soul points, man, I'm just like, fuck. What it's am like- I doing? I was just saying, I was hanging with my friend uh, Rob Bell, who's an author and a spiritual teacher guy who's amazing. I want one and of those friends. That sounds he's pretty great. a great friend. You would love him. Just by talking, yeah. you would love him. And I'm, I, I think I, I, you'd love a book of his called How to Be Here. It's about what we're talking about. And I I'll would, cry reading that whole book, uh, and I'll be convinced that I'm going to change my life, and I will for 48 hours. It doesn't hours. sound like you need to change your life. You're in the struggle, too. That's, I think yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. But I was like, when I was in New York making the second season, my soul points were like dangerously low. Mm. And then I got back to New, uh, to L.A. and I was like, what is it? I was like, is it the weather? There is yeah. some element of I can sit on the porch with my dog. Soul points are climbing. Up, up, up. I have up. my piano. I'm banging on the piano. Isn't that wild? Uh, and then you, you also just like the free space. Like I'm not thinking fucking constantly. Yeah constantly yep. thinking so you actually had some time to be bored and relaxed and then I had those friends and those relationships that feed me yes and so I know exactly what you're talking about soul yeah. points is a game changer for me but you're finding coming home at five and your kids are there that's giving you soul points soul point recipe for me right now <laughs> as best defined here in 2017 is um, like up at six six thirty or seven um, up early is part of it uh, well, I'm just up because that's because of the kids. when the kids get up yeah. and I'm in bed by 1030, kind yeah. of managing that. Um, well, it's, I, I didn't mean to project myself onto you, yeah. but I was like, I've been getting up early and going to bed earlier. What are we, Ben Franklin? Yeah. But, it, <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It Shit contributes. Works. To, it works. If I do stand up, I go, 
I've just become this guy where I'm like, do you have a, do you have an eight o'clock show and can I go on first? Because I need to start winding down. It's not just the set. It's coming home and letting the Everything. adrenaline burn off yeah. so I can go to bed. We're old men. We're old men. It's it doesn't okay. matter. I've been it, this way since my whole life. It's, I'm, bet, I'm happier and have always been happier on that schedule. Er, up early and yeah. you're tired by 10, 10, 30. Oh, go to it. bed. I love it. Oh, oh, I love I, it. I don't need to watch another so episode much to talk of Will about. I have another New Orleans drinking thing to tell you about that relates to that as well. But. But anyway. We're talking about your recipe for joy. So you're up yeah, at recipe, 637. Soul Point recipe up <laughs> 637. Yeah, um, you know, it's um, breakfast with the kids, some fun, farting around. Yes. Like, just like they're really fun in the morning. They're kind of like goofy and loopy. Yes. Enjoying that. Um, <laughs> get them to school by nine. Then a work day that is the best day for me is from nine to four. Mm. And, and kind of ruthlessly efficient work day. Like, Really, the last person on a phone call when it's a group conference call, the first person off of it. You know, I kind of <laughs> move quickly. You protecting know? yourself. Like, I protect myself. Protecting you know? yourself. Yes. You said it early. Setting up to win. Setting it up to win. I'm, and then at four. <laughs> I've been the first person on a conference call so many times. I don't times. do that anymore. I'm done with that. I'm the last person on the conference call. <laughs> See, you're just a little bit older yeah, than me. Yeah, I got That's to, what yeah. I have to I learn. 18 months on You're here, just yeah. ahead of me. You're um, visiting me at the University of Texas totally. right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And then I try to get home by four and then um, like do a very quick 20-minute elliptical machine workout. I have the gym at home. Yep. I have, I have an infrared sauna at home now. Can I stop you? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's I not do bad. too. You do? I'm telling you, our joy. Are we purging toxins on a cellular level? <laughs> Is this what's happening? <laughs> I infrared sauna every morning. Oh, it's the best i get up early and i have that time to write just to work Beautiful. just me just sleep over with me yeah sleep over with you bored i consider just being up the success yeah. you know what i mean if i don't get That's shit the win. done yeah i go i've already won yeah oh, i go if i can that is healthy if i can get to the chair where i sit when i write yeah i won everything else is bonus and then i get in that fucking sauna and i sweat what a clear light who makes it i don't know it doesn't some matter. norwegian company and i love them because I, I love Norway. Well, we'll talk about that later. Love so. it. I, I've never met someone else that has an infrared sauna. <laughs> yeah. So what I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going deep on it now because I used to be an athlete and endorphin Russians were – I'm not like – I wasn't a major athlete. I ran in high school. I was fine. But I understand. endorphins were that counts. a major part of my happiness. Um, and I realize I've gotten older. I'm missing that. This and is, this and is, it's a problem. We're just so – Men figuring out but, the same shit. But like I'm not, not. I'm not in shape enough to to exercise to the point where the big sweat happens and the big endorphin rush comes. So I get myself fifty percent of the way there on the with my on the lippy yep. with my current bod yep. as it can handle, and right. then and then I go finish myself off in the infrared sauna. And you're warming with the sweat the sauna already up started. While you're it's on the warming lippy. up while it's happening. There's another element too, though. I want to talk about it. There's a techniques. there's a hot tub heating up, and I leave the pool cold so then when i'm done i do cold and hot plunges back and forth and i don't know what it is but that cold hot water thing oh it, it's like weed for me i mean it really takes the edge Eddie, off everything. if i come home tonight and get in the sauna sometimes i'll call val on the way home yeah turn the sauna on yeah i do that too please turn it's this really on. annoying request I nobody know. likes it but. get in there sweat for an hour i i like I, 45 minutes an hour yeah cold shower i don't have a, a plunge thing but i'll just yeah. take a cold shower I will get out and I will be who I've always wanted to be. A new with man. Valerie. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like leaving the work at, 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 on the floor, and I'm fucking silly. It's like you said, weed. It's yeah. like being stoned. It is. I'm just like the silliest boy. Yeah. And it's all physiological. I'm just getting. This is we shit on Tony. Well, mildly shit on Tony Robbins at the beginning. Yes. He's all about the hot to cold. He goes, if I no, go, I saw him jump in that thing. That was extreme when he jumps yes. in that little cold water tomb. Fifty nine tomb. Fifty nine degree tomb. <laughs> Jesus. And I, I said to Val, I was like, we're gonna get a plunge pool, and then she was like, what if I just hose you off? And yeah. I was like, you're the right woman. For I me. was not. Al- <laughs> I was not allowed to get a plunge pool because of how fucking dorky it is. It's that, dorky. I'm not allowed. But but in the winter they allow me to not heat. To not heat the pool so it can stay cold and approximate a plunge pool. Uh, so I get that. But <laughs> I can't yeah. believe we're doing the same yeah. thing. Fucking keep going. Joy, soul, soul. You know. I mean, you've given enough, but it sounds like maybe there's more. But no, but that's that. So, and then here's another key ingredient dinner, family dinner happens yeah, no dinner. later than 5 30, <laughs> usually at 5. <laughs> 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 so dinner is dinner. We all sit down and dinner is behind us. And of course, this goes out the window when I have to like five when I have to be on set as an actor. Yeah, that goes out the window. But I'm doing less of that because that twelve and thirteen hour days are fucking inhumane. Yeah, I, I don't know. like doing those anymore. See that? See nobody. One of the things I found isolating about it too was that nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, I have to imagine on togetherness it's the same thing. You're like, oh man, these twelve hour days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, twelve hours of living tough. your dream must yeah, yeah, be your really, dream really difficult. tough. Yeah, and you're like, you don't, you don't understand soul points. It can be tough, but I'm on the losing end of my soul points that's ratio. A, that's, that's that's a way of articulating and it that you, helps. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps me. So you have an early din, early early din. Tell me why? Because um, you just want to. I I sleep better when the food is further from uh, sleep. Yep. just in general, um, and. There's something about once dinner is behind me, then the day as I know it is over, and this is all <laughs> overtime. Basically, you know what I mean? And, and stolen I, time. And I behave differently in overtime. And in our house, overtime is like making up weird songs with my kids on the piano. We are huge into Wheel of Fortune right now, the whole family. We. we <laughs> I'm teaching my kids how to play pool. We I walked play cards. into the Wheel of Fortune set once. That wheel is the size of that fan. It is so small. No, it's a tiny it'll, wheel. It'll break your heart. Wow. It's so small. It looks it looks like a large game of uh, life. You know what? I think <laughs> I think I love it so much that anything that's a surprise would be good to me and yes. interesting. Melissa Via Senor is next. No surprise. I'm not going to preface it because it'll ruin the bet. This is this is us riffing. That early part of the episode, one of my favorite bits from the show. And, and I forgive me, I haven't seen your stand-up recently. Is it is it impressiony or is it just not too much? You're doing like I'm doing straight a little stand-up. more about myself. Yeah, um, and I think just little fears when you talk about him, it kills him when you're on stage. You know, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. What like what? What's something you're afraid of that you're talking about on stage? Well, um, this one I actually this is not fear, but I think I I thought about it recently, like how. This was the first year I realized the youth and beauty will fade away. Like beauty, like yeah, you know, yeah. I realized all my youth. I'm getting. I'm going to be thirty. Just like little thoughts like that. And I thought, well, what what makes any person really attractive at any age? And I think it's when they're passionate about something, when they care about something deeply, and everyone's like, wow, that person's amazing. They yeah. care about this. Yeah. And I thought, well, what are Melissa's passions? And I'm like, oh, nothing. And what are Melissa's and, passions? And I thought, well. Maybe, if anything, it's a lot of voices, but I don't want to be passionate about that if I'm old and single. 
that's creepy to me. You know, if I'm at a park talking to a guy and I'm like, look at those squirrels over there. I bet that squirrel would have this voice. Check out these nuts! <laughs> you know? I'd be like, I gotta get out of here. So I've thought, like, well, I need to... So I thought, well, now I gotta become passionate about something. They start studying now. Like space facts or something. Space yeah. facts! So that way when I'm older, everyone's like, wow, Melissa's so wise. Like, they'll show them all my space facts. Well, you... It, <laughs> It's so funny, though, because we started this conversation by you saying, I'm not going to explain passion to you. So comedy seems like a passion, right? It is. I mean, I, I'm not testing yeah. you. No, you're right. Is it something that you're really good at? So you followed it or were you like a comedy nerd? That's something I think it's always been a mix for me. I feel like when I learned all the impression, when I started doing impressions, I was like, well, I like making people laugh. But I don't think I... I think when I started stand-up, I was like, I just want to share what I do, but I don't think I was passionate about stand-up. Mm. When I started, like, it was I just... really wanted to do stand-up. I think I was like, I really want to show off what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these nuts! Look at these nuts! <laughs> Come back to my hole and hang out! <laughs> Be up on nuts. Yeah. Look at these nuts! <laughs> it's such a He's really excited about those yeah, nuts. Yeah. It's not, look at these nuts. It's like, these are some good nuts. These squirrels have hit pay dirt. <laughs> Next up is Tom Lennon. This is his past life story. Enjoy. Tom Thomas Lennon. Tell your past life story. So, um, in this acapella group in Oak Park River First High School, now we had, this was a cool thing, our acapella choir group, Every other year, because you can only be juniors and seniors were in it, but every other year, they would go to Europe for like three weeks, hmm. like in the summer. That's a good reason to join. It was a great reason to join, and you would tour, and usually you're playing either like churches hmm. or like... Old folks homes. Old folks homes. Yeah, is that true? Yes. And you know what? The audiences were very appreciative. Like, you get a bunch of really old German pensioners yep. hanging out in their church. And I get it. They're just excited. Here's a bunch of kids from America singing, Ezekiel saw the wheel, way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw it's the making wheel, me happy. way in the middle of the air. In the, the middle. The big wheel runs on faith, and the little wheel runs by the, the grace air. of God. A God, wheel in a God, wheel, God, way in the middle. And then we knock out a song that goes like this. <laughs> to as Petros. At super hang Petra edifica polyclesia. Anyway, okay. So old German people. It's like, what the fuck are they doing? It's great. You're like, hang on, here come a bunch of kids. And it's positive. As I get older, when I see people like dancing or singing, I'm just like, good for you. Like, I really, I do. You know what you're not doing? Shoving needles in each other's scrotums. Right, yeah, Making them escape from a dungeon. It's true. Escape from some sex dungeon. You're making people less afraid. So we were in, we were touring around, singing for very old people in France and Germany, (laughs) mostly, and maybe a tiny bit of Italy. Bless you. Just a cough. Just a cough. I understand. I understand. Nothing happened. Um, (laughs) And so uh, we're in a little town called Rosheim. In France, which is a cute little town. It's got a well in the middle of it. It looks just like, uh, remember when Belle wakes up in Beauty uh-huh. and the Beast Same and she what? sings this quiet provincial yeah. town? I live in a small town. More than this. And I read. 
Why do I, they I, judge me for my reading? I believe that's word. That's literally yeah, word for word. Yeah. How it goes. I hope one day mm-hmm. I meet a werewolf. I'm gonna read, <laughs> and I'm gonna fuck a wolf, <laughs> an American werewolf in London, and he's gonna make out with my hip bone. <laughs> Seriously, watch it. It's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> By the way, American Werewolf in London is basically the reason that my writing partner Ben Grant went to NYU. Why? Because at one point he wears an NYU sweatshirt in that movie, and Ben's like, "Yeah, I got all guys over there." That's he says this openly. I'm like, "Oh wow!" But I would same same reason for me. I was like, "That's cool. It's famous." Yeah, it's also yeah. isn't it where Theo wanted to go on the Cosby Show? Probably, probably. He did go to Hillman. Yeah, but he wanted to go to NYU. I think. Let's uh, start taking calls about the Cosby's. Uh, call number um, one. Oh wait, it's lighting up, and caller. it's not about Theo. Let's go to the big board. <laughs> the, so, all these calls are not about Theo. Though. Here's a, this is literally the only experience I've had like this in my life. So we're in. I'm probably 18 years old, I guess, and we're in the town of Rosheim, France. Mm-hmm. And a bunch, six or eight of us just took a long walk up the hill outside of town. We're just walking up the hill, walking up the hill, walking up the hill. And by the time we got to the top of the hill, I hadn't really looked back. And then I turned around and I looked down and it was a view that I'm certain I'd seen thousands of times in my life, wow. if not hundreds of times. Positive. It was just positive. It was so ingrained in my memory Whoa. And I have no French relatives. I don't have. I've never spent much. Yeah, yeah. It was I just weird. It. it was just one of these weird moments where you're like, "Oh, I've seen this." Did you over and over and over again in my mind somewhere? I think later on, I didn't say anything at first because it was is distressing and strange. But you did tell them, and later on, I told them. Yeah. In what key? Yeah, I told them they're like <laughs> this. I said I've always been here. Rosheim is the shining, and I am the always the caretaker. <laughs> oh, interesting. But you 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 felt in that moment what? How did it? How did that revelation feel? That's, that's it. Just felt. Uh, it felt. Uh, it's. I mean, it felt in a weird way, sort of cathartic. It was a very. It was a pleasing feeling. It wasn't. It <coughs> yeah. wasn't really frightening. It was remarkably upbeat, and I've never had anything like that ever again. Yeah. Ever. That was the one. But like, no part of you is like I should vacation there, go back. There's not much there. I mean, it's just a quiet provincial town. There's a girl who reads. There's not much there. That's yeah. great. That There's means a girl you can like reads probably. Fucks out wolves. Yeah, but you could figure out how long that view has been there, right? Right. I just got your bit. There's a girl who reads. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you know, mm-hmm. you, the architecture was part of your view. It, it clearly. So well, what I'm saying is, you could find out how old that village. Is. You could yeah. find potentially the family you were in. Right. If if this is if there's anything remotely true to this, but you know, I mean, most matter. I think this is. Yep. Do you believe in reincarnation or the afterlife? Or I anything? do. Yeah. Uh, I'm open to it. What, what, believe what's sounds your, like what's I, your belief I haven't on figured out. Can I, can I uh, run this Absolutely, slide? please. I do want to say this is one of the reasons why I'm being a little bit more deliberate about the images I'm letting into my brain. Because of course. you had this experience. Yes. And had could have been, happened could have been, now, could have been coincidence you would have been any kind. Sure. Yeah, of course. I, I don't think you need to worry too much about the listeners going sure. like, they believe everything. They, yeah. they, they enjoy, I think, listening to open uh, green, yeah. green light conversations. Sure. So let's say it is real. Right. But uh, – if you if that happened to you today, mm-hmm. you might go. Well, I saw it online, and you wouldn't even know. Oh, that's or you saw it on one of the countless. Keep hours in mind, of there TV was no watched. yeah, there was no internet. That's yet. what I'm saying. So you yeah. saw fewer images, so we had a more intimate, not just and fewer. Close. I you probably <clears throat> I probably in a day, yeah, see as much imagery. That's it. As I saw from the time I was born till the time I was that's right twenty one twenty two years old. As we continue to Probably. create information, you know how they say like every day we create more. Or we fill data. YouTube gets filled with like right. s- like hundreds of hours 
thousands of hours every day. And guess what? People yeah. are consuming it. So yeah. we're watching way more. Yes. So what I'm concerned with in my own life yeah. is I'm losing touch with my own image-making ability. Oh, and my is, own is everything just stuff from... That is, goes back to my concern is about... Is everything... Are you, have you now just become the mimeograph machine exactly. of, mimeograph coming of up again. crappy memories of things you've seen? Next up is Jason Sudeikis with his small dick day. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I'm going to listen to this one. You wish you were better looking? I mean... (laughs) This isn't one of those shows. We're just two guys talking. I'm Um, curious that, like... I wish I looked like Paul Newman or Brad Pitt. Because for comedy, you're, like, very handsome. Well, that's very kind of you to say. You know what I mean. It's also very mean of you to say. No, you know what I mean. You're not I, Brad Pitt. No, but like, no, no, no. In the world, you're kind of one of our top guys. Well, that's very sweet. Think of, you of to some say, of the names you mentioned: Horatio Sands, yeah, Fred. No, These great are faces. weird looking. Great faces. <laughs> I'm just great kidding. Face. I'm very just kidding. photogenic. <laughs> like literally, literally. Um, but you're a comedy handsome guy. Like horrible bosses. They're like, we Gosh. need somebody that's comedy and handsome. Yeah, I don't feel. Well, but I mean, and maybe, you're married to beautiful. Like I'm interested. Yeah, like you yeah. seem to like beauty. I'm, I'm, I've been, You're married I, to a very I'm, beautiful I'm woman. Very, I am. I am very. Oh, I mean, we're engaged technically, but oh, but, sorry, she, but she's very beautiful. No, that's not a bad thing. Either. I guess that would that, that's Lifetime. what put it in my brain was I was like, oh, Jason likes beautiful things. Sure. <laughs> yes. Me and Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> beautiful things. I I do. And then yeah. I was like, how does that reflect on you? And then I caught not caught. I heard you yeah. say something like, I, I wish I looked like Brad. But I, I mean, th- those but are don't too you specific. Be? You know? I mean, specifically Paul Newman. I think is like is like a bonkers. It would be nuts to right. look like that. But would you rather be the funny guy you I'd are? I'd rather be me. Who, yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm, I see. I'm, I'm 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 comfy there. But I but I do know that there's. I'm comfy. I, 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 the perception that you're talking about, I, 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 I understand, but do not accept because the because I don't see myself, but I know how I feel. You know what I, I mean? See. And also, how good looking do you feel? Oh, I guess it's six. <laughs> I don't know. You know. It fluctuates. I have to imagine it fluctuates. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just sometimes you wake up and you just have like one of those small dick days. You know, you're just like I can't. I can't. <laughs> Did I just get out of the pool? Yeah. What's going on? I, got... I can't even dream about a pool. Oh no! Someone's put some gum in my pubic hair. Nope, that's my dick. <laughs> 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 but, but, my but, you know, dick smell like grape. But I really, <laughs> the I feel like, uh, but yeah, no, I th- but but I think that that's, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Next up, Moshe Kasher, number three, the Hanukkah Matata bit Hakuna. Ah, I said Hanukkah because it's Moshe. Oh my god! But it actually it, is Hanna. Wait, it Hakuna. 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 Hakuna Matata. With Moshe Kasher, number three. I did take uh, an Adderall. Is that? I oh, see. I'd rather you snort ecstasy than ingest Adderall. I took an Adderall. It was years and years ago. You're going to get some emails right now. People saying, "What do you mean? It's the same thing." They're all amphetamines. No, I, no I'm saying it's the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. watched the night before, the night yeah. of. I watched the night before, I, which is a prequel <laughs> to it, and it's just about a kid, a nice Pakistani kid. It's a boring show. Very boring. He's not interesting. He really gets cooking the night of, though, when he murders that white woman. You think he did it? Uh, that's a good question. Did you we think- figure out that he didn't do it? I guess we did, right? No, in a beautiful way, they leave it open. Right, right. Because he's throwing people down the stairs. Right, <laughs> right. He's getting fucking neck tattoos. Kid's got some darkness. I didn't figure out that he was called Sinbad 
because he was Arab until like a month after, or because he was Pakistani until like a month after the show. Wait, I don't think that's true. It is true. It's because The Wire, Scar, Wire. The Wire, o- Omar. Omar, Omar mm-hmm. from The Wire. Scar from The Lion King. <laughs> what if he voiced He was in Scar? that. No, no. I'm saying the character Scar from The Lion King was in that prison. <laughs> that was the subtext of everything, I felt like. You know what I mean? A lot of Disney villains were in that prison as well. It's called Matata. It means worries. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, guys. You think Akuna <laughs> means no. <laughs> <laughs> so the show we're here to pitch is one fig sippy, Matata. Matata, no, thank you. Akuna. Oh, damn it. I did, the bit. I did the thing with the bit that I did with the earlier bit. Oh, man, I can't You're get track. jumbled. You're jumbled. I love it. I'm jumbled today, too. Akuna. 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 That's a scene of a movie where a guy goes to Africa, assumes Akuna means no, Matata means worries, and just goes around like, Akuna. 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 And then he's anxious and goes, Matata. Worries. No, he goes, they go, do you want to have unprotected? Sex and they go. He goes uh, Hakuna. He goes why Matata? <laughs> Matata. AIDS Matata. But they're speaking English. They're in, they're in South Africa. He said why? <laughs> in a per- why? With no accent. <laughs> no accent. English. Why? I'm your wife. Matata. But we're on a vacation in South Africa. Matata. Matata. <laughs> Sweet <sighs> Jesus. What were we saying? I think we were talking about uh, alcoholism, so GHB, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Funt. Oh, my point was I wouldn't snort something, but then oh. I'm calling bullshit on myself. This was over five, six years ago that I did this. I, I, somebody gave me a Adderall because they were like, it'll help you party longer. And I didn't know anything about it. To be honest, it was probably a .05. It was like a tiny, tiny thing. I don't mean to be defensive. I'm just telling the truth. It was a very small dose. Didn't notice at all. Like, you didn't notice it. I didn't notice it at all. Um, I, I think that I would say that... But if someone was like, take a key bump, I'd be like, what are you, crazy? Crockett's waiting outside. Like, I would think it's a danger. It is. Do people say key bump? Key bump. Key bump? Yeah, key bump. A little, bump off a key? little bump of cocaine make you feel not so strange. I mean, I know what cocaine is and what bumps are, but a key bump, is that a key thing? Bump. If it's key on bump? a key, it's a key bump. It's got to be a key bump. If, if it's off a key, it's if a it's key on a, bump. Uh, yep, sure. <laughs> and if it's the front of a key, it's a key bumper. <laughs> It is. You can't deny that. One Kia Sippy. <laughs> Matata. Or, or Hakuna. One of the two. Would you like a Kia? Hakata. 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 That means Nori's. Hakata. <laughs> nori's. By the way, Hakuna Matata is too many sounds to mean no worries. Hakuna Matata. Like, it no should way be Hakuna. There's no way that no could be either Hakuna or Matata. You know, like, Hakuna means... Whatever the next thing I'm saying, it means the opposite. <laughs> I wonder if Hakuna Matata means any if, is real at all. It's gotta Stats, be. Stats has gotta look it. Gotta up. be. I want a literal translation. There's of no way Matata. people over at Disney Corporate were like, "We need some gibberish African <laughs> nonsense sounding words." There's no way. I can't believe that. <laughs> like a subtle racism from the big man himself. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's Swahili. Swahili. Swahili for. No worries. Can no. you look up the words no and worries in Swahili? And let's fact check the bit. <laughs> Next is Greg Fitzsimmons, my dear friend Greg Fitzsimmons and my dear friend Judd Apatow uh, sitting together talking about the trumpet fart hardest laugh story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do either of you have a hardest time you've laughed story that you haven't told on this podcast yet that you want to end with? Because we did get a little heavy. Hardest time you've laughed? Have you laughed recently really, really hard at something stupid? Have you fallen? Have you farted? <laughs> me and my wife. Me and my wife. This was at Christmas. We were. Um, I got the Christmas tree, and I'm on the front porch, and I'm uh, knocking the the uh, the planter thing onto the bottom of it. Uh huh. And I'm crouched down, and we, you know, we fart in front of each other to make each other laugh. And so I let out, and because I'm crouched and wearing jeans, it's like it's got a nice slow release. It's being held back, so there's a deep low. And she's standing behind me. She takes her foot and puts it over my asshole and goes up and down like a schwa on a trumpet horn. So it starts making a. God. And we fucking fell down for five she minutes. Could not <laughs> to manipulate the ass air. That is the new best hardest laugh story I've ever heard I in my die. life. And my neighbor walked by with a dog, and we were on all fours, just dying. We couldn't stop. Oh. And I just because I just felt like I married the right person. That's when you know. Yes. If you renew your vows, just yeah. be like, baby, when you Miles Davis to my ass. <laughs> That's when I knew I married the right woman. I don't even... We got to close on that. You can't top that. I had something, but I'm not saying it after that. Masterpiece. Next up is John Early, dancer in the dark crying attempt. I don't remember this one. I'm listening to this one, too. John Early, get into it. I, I do. I actually... That's why I came here. And your listeners can't see, but I'm crying. I, you finally got the SVU. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't finish that story. You just couldn't do it. Oh well, yeah, no. Well, the the so I I was literally like, I was like, what scene do I bring in? Because I only want to play women. And I literally was like, I literally was just like, want to do Tony Collette in the Sixth Sense. Like I want to do her in the car. Wait, who's she? She's my favorite actress. Um, Muriel's Wedding. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Who's she in the Sixth Sense? In the Sixth Sense, she's the mom. Oh. And she's like in the car with Hilary Joel Osment, and she's I do a great impression of it. But um, uh. she's like, gets, you know, she has her acrylic nails, and she's very. Uh. It's a key. She's basically like believes him for the first time that he's with sees the dead co- people. when he goes. I saw someone get hit. Yeah, by or a bike. and yeah, and then she's like, he's like, I spoke to grandma. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> anyway. She just got a flash of Tony, but um, but she. Uh, I wanted to bring that in, honestly, which I never would have had the courage to do. But I was like, who are other iconic women that I love? And I was like, literally, Bjork and Dance in the Dark. I was like, what movies make me cry? Yeah. And I was like, Dance in the Dark made me like, I mean, I was like weeping uncontrollably for two days. Bjork it's, is a movie? Yeah, it's a Lars von Trier movie. Oh, it's a Lars von Trier. Yeah, Trier. I don't really know how to say his name. That's why I faded out. So you know, he did like Melancholia and, you know. Antichrist and I've, I've, okay, just, okay. I've missed out. You would, I think you would know the covers. Dancer in the Dark is a yeah. Bjork's in it. She also composed the music to it. But she, oh, um, it is very upsetting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do something from that, but with a guy. So I was like, maybe just like by association, I'll cry if I do something from that movie. Oh, wow. So I did like a scene where like this guy is like saying goodbye to Bjork. Like she's like, I don't want to give anything away, um, but he's like saying goodbye to her forever and uh, <laughs> and uh and i like my scene partner cried every time we rehearsed it and i did not cry once and i was like this sucks and it wasn't even her scene you know what i mean wow. like you brought in your own scene to cry and like yes. she was crying every time and then uh we brought it in and like i didn't cry and i was like like really mad like looking at my teacher like what what you know and then she's like it's okay just bring it back in wow. and um 
and then I brought it back. She's like, rehearse it for like a couple more weeks, bring it back. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I brought it in and then when we I like did it again, no tears, my senior partner weeping. Did you ever get to tears rehearsing? No, not even close. I mean, not even close. And then <laughs> you did. So you're going in, literally knowing. Yeah, you're knowing gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, like hoping that something's gonna happen. Where I, and I literally, I was like, I didn't sleep on purpose. Like the night before, I was like, I'm going to not eat. I'm gonna deprive myself. So I literally, like, I was like, so maybe I'll have a nervous breakdown and cry and cry. Yeah. I was like, the best I can hope for is like to be so unstable that I like freak out and cry. That's acting. Yeah, and so it was, like, it's so scary. I was like nineteen. I mean, it's like yeah. insane. Anyway, but then did you hydrate? That's a tip that people get. I probably I don't know. You're supposed to drink a drink lot a lot of water, water, and then you're probably just excess. Your eyes pee. Your eyes pee. <laughs> um, but yeah, she Nicole? like. <laughs> but she like. The teacher, like, so I like, did it again, and then she was like, and, my, and then Kate and I just did this series, 555 for Vimeo, but one of the shorts is, like, fully based on this, but the teacher was like, I want you to choose, like, your three three most important people in your life, and I was like, oh, no. And she was like, place them in each corner. She was like, one's there, one's there, one's there, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God. And, like, oh and then God. she was like, she was like, I want you to look in that corner, and I want you to say goodbye to them. She was like, forever. Bjork. Bjork. <laughs> I want you to Bjork them. <laughs> and um and I, and then yeah, and then I was like and I was like fully like this is not gonna happen, this is so stupid, this is so stupid. And then I literally she was like say goodbye to the first person and I was like, Dad and I started crying. No No Literally I said the word dad and I started crying and then she was like start the scene and the second I started the scene, like complete dryness. Like like internally it was like I'm not sad, you know, like here we go. And I did the scene, but I had, like, a residual, like, half tear from when I said dad. And, like, I did the scene, and I was, like, and it was just, like, the tear was hanging there. And, like, I didn't feel a thing, and the acting was, I guarantee you, horrible. And then we finished the scene, and then everyone was, like, raised their hands, like, that was some of the best work I've ever seen you do. Oh, my God. They were, like, you took the mask off. Like no! They were, like, they were, like, I finally, like, you finally weren't, like, hiding behind a joke. Like, you really, and I was, like let's just be clear about what just happened. I was told to say goodbye to my father forever. <laughs> I got half a tear out and Did then I said the this? lines of the scene. Oh, absolutely no, not. Let, I was like, thank you guys ride. so much. <laughs> 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 Honey, I got the A and I left. Ah, that's perfect. Yeah, that that's, is perfect. I'm glad we've threaded yeah, that well, story me throughout. Too, me too. Next up is Dan Soder doing his Joe DeRosa impression. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Also, the episode that spawned me to stop drinking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he talked about it and inspired me. Mm. That's not on the best of, though. Here, here's Joe DeRosa impression. I went into the cellar the other day, and Bill Burr brought it back to the old ways. Yeah? The, like, oh, he walked in so, and just started busting yes, balls? Yeah, dude. That's all it was. Dude, he goes in and mows people down. It's but impressive. But he's the only one. I mean, he's not the only one. But... No, but he really does. Like, uh, Bobby Kelly will bring it back a little. Yep. Uh, if you get a mixture of Keith <laughs> Robinson, Rich Voss, and then like a Bobby or a Burr. Yeah. Or Colin Quinn it's and like Norton. It's like a barbershop quartet. You yeah. need the parts. <laughs> you, you need the, the band. Bass. Yeah. You need the tenor. Yeah, like, sure, the rhythm section's there. <laughs> but without the guitar. Well, there's nothing sadder than the comedy zone when there's one ball breaker with no support. And he's oh, like, dude. look at that fucking shirt. And he's got nobody yeah, to then help. everyone's like, okay, when are you going up? <laughs> My favorite is Bill Burr walked in and Keith Robinson was sitting there and they just immediately like, 
like two dogs that were let out of a yard attacking each other. He's like, Keith was like, shut up, stupid. He walked in and then Bird's like, I hate your fucking Pizza Hut manager pants. And then just started, do- and you're like, and then I'm just, I'm just, I'm like a, I'm such a big fan of theirs and like that generation that I'm just sitting there dopely like, oh. yes. and they're like, and the Bird's like, Ugh. and Keith's like, ah, oh, I hate it. He's laughing because he wants to open for you. Fuck you, it's funny. <laughs> well, I was wearing my set coat. Oh, which is, yeah. It gets cold if you're outside all day. Yeah. It's cold. It's colder than you would be if you were just going to the store. Exactly. So I'm wearing like a puffy coat. But as I walked in and suddenly 2004 was looking at me, and there's Bernie, <laughs> like, look at this kid's coat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, right. Dude. Like, something's changed if, if this goofy, and I mean me, this goofy, yeah. doughy motherfucker can walk in in a puffy coat and just be like, I'll just say hi. Yeah. I wasn't even going up. And then Burr was like, no, it's the old school. That's what it is. You have to, you have, to have someone come back in time. I used to fear... I when DeRosa lived in New York. And, it was fine. Yeah. That's it, my DeRosa. <laughs> mine's this. Shampoo. 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 It's a, it's a one-word impression. Big, a minus three. Yeah. Yours is one. You got to go. Um, no. Yeah. No, that's that. So there was again. a Bill, yeah. uh, Big J and I on our, I told the, him this on our series show, but I was in Edmonton and the opener was like, hey, you're friends with Joe DeRosa, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I was opening for him. He's a great guy. I was like, he's, he's the best. He's like, I took him to a store to buy uh, stuff for the weekend. And then he was walking around. The, the opener was walking around the store as DeRosa was shopping. And he sees DeRosa in the aisle with the conditioner uh, in like an aisle. And he's yelling to one of the employees of the store going, shampoo, shampoo, shampoo. And you're like, you like that? I went with Joe DeRosa to a Walmart in South Central. I'm pretty sure. It was like very close to the airport and kind of near South Central, yeah. I suppose. It's the only brick and mortar Walmart in <laughs> Los Angeles area. It's built for a war. So he, so he could return, Joe could return a shirt. He was like, no. I ordered it. It was Wrangler. Now it's this fucking thick fabric. And it was like a $4 shirt. And we went, and he was just so miserable. It's, it's one of my great really is, stories. He's De, the worst. I mean, he's the best. DeRosa but. carries around with him a gray cloud where you're like, you're making yeah. everything more difficult. That's what I'm saying. And we, I were think there it's just, for, we were there for two hours, and I said, Joe, I'll give you the money for the shirt, and we can just pretend. And he went, okay. Uh, he took it. Yeah. He took the money. It really is. I think it's all his, it's all his breathing pattern. He seems to breathe in an upset way. That's like, funny. <sighs> oh, as if through an elbow. His inhale through a thin reed instrument. <sighs> I've also been at Joe's house when he's making dinner, which, yeah. is, which is a real hoot. He can go. He, he gets into it. I still say to him, I go, what are you having for dinner? Two full chicken breasts and a mound of free fried beans. Is that what he just makes? <laughs> he has the two biggest chicken breasts and he's just highly like, eating them like the dad from oh. the Wonder Years after a long week. Yeah, Joe eats nah. like a, he just, yeah, fuck it. Oh, I'm mad in the breathing. Yeah, he's the best. He's one of my favorite people on earth. Ah, me too. And he, um, and he used to, when he lived in Midtown, I used to go over there and he would make like a... Uh, like hors d'oeuvre platters when we go over to drink, and I was always like, "Joe, you're surprisingly well yes, domesticated." Yes, he's a he's a contradiction. Yeah, everything about him is a contradiction. He's um, he'll be like, "I just want to find true love." 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's just like, what? You only <laughs> hang out at Jumbo's clown room. I'm just looking for someone to settle down with Holmes. Yeah, he wants to walk on a meadow, not a fucking dive bar and in the Lower East Side. He's looking for he's looking for it in the wrong places. I'm getting healthy homes. Yeah. Double decker taco. <laughs> there it was. You had the tone for a second. Yeah, that was it. It's a little bit of a Philly tone. Well, it's always homes. Yeah, I always I always do fake voicemails from where I'm like homes. I've been shot. Yeah. It's always a tragedy. <laughs> there was a squirrel that followed me for three blocks. And he's also got the biggest heart for someone that's like constantly flustered. Yeah, he's like uh, yeah, he's got a Grinch heart, but it flares up into yeah. like a beautiful Robin Williams in the robot one. It, yeah, yeah, he becomes <laughs> artificial intelligence that becomes aware. <laughs> well, that's what makes him infinitely interesting. Yeah. This is just becoming the Joe. I love it. Yeah, the whole episode, you I want to just... can't peg him. He's yeah. not a scumbag. I think he's not wi- a sweetheart. <laughs> you know, he's wi- both. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got a, uh, he's got a spectrum. There's That's the, what you mean. The DeRosa spectrum. I know. And it's always a hoot. It's always a hoot. It's not, it's not even that he's inconsistent because he's consistently inconsistent. So yeah. he's consistent. Yeah, he is. I he, love Star Wars, Holmes. And he'll tell Anything you. Anything with a lightsaber. What I love is just, I love getting alone with Joe to really his, hear his opinion about something. If he's mad, like, I'll be like, yeah, this fucking thing. Oh, That's my me. God. Quiet like, Joe. Oh, quiet Joe's the Get best. Get close. I don't know. Fucking, this fucking, this fucking guy. Up there. Well, Joe was actually one of the, see, this is sweet side of Joe. When it, Back in like 2000, I guess it would have been 2004, when I would go to the cellar and would have been rightfully afraid to go in a puffy coat. Yeah. What, what Burr brought back. He was also <laughs> Like and your show, ah, oh, God, it's so funny to see what you think of yourself. <laughs> Is that who you think you are, G Shucks? He's, he's the best. He's the best. Next up, Bobby Lee, keeping it one hundred. I love Bobby. I think it's you have to make peace with it. I get flare-ups of my ego, and we're, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Is your ego, and my ego will say ridiculous things. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm embarrassed to admit them. My ego. This is a fake example. But let's say I'm Tom Segura and you're Bobby Lee and you're in coach. My ego, I'll catch my ego. I haven't had this on. Yeah. Go like, oh, cool. I'm in, I'm in first class and Bobby's going to see. Right? <laughs> Some <laughs> ugly yeah. thought. I'm not, yeah, no, that's yeah, a fake yeah, yeah. example. I love it. It's a fake example. But it's real. It doesn't be real. It's, it's definitely real yeah. in the sense that it gives because me it, thoughts it, like yeah, that. Yeah, but dude, that's the most realist thing I've ever heard anyone say. Because Keeping it say, 100. Let me, just, <laughs> let me just say something right now. Yeah. You're, I've done that too, maybe. We all do that. Oh Nuns God. pouring cream in their coffee in the morning sometimes go like, my habit's cleaner than Julie's. And you know what it is? Here's how I combat it. I used to get mad at my ego, and I'd go like, shut up! You be grateful! Right? Yeah. And now I, I hear a thought like that, a nasty thought that I'm not proud of. I go, I love you, ego. Thank you for helping me in the ways that you do. But like, you gotta, you gotta I don't even say you gotta calm down. I just go, I love you, pal. Like, he's the guy, right? He's the guy that made me itchy that I had to do stand-up. He's the guy that protected me when I was a kid. This is Duncan Trussell shit. Yeah. Your ego is your bodyguard. When, when the world was just adults wow. at cocktail parties and you're scared, he was like, you're the king. One day they'll see. Come and join me on the big TV. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's the yeah. guy that's, that's coaching you. Yeah. And then when we become grown and we're trying to find equilibrium, he's still there. We still have this dragon animal inside of us that's like, Bobby Lee, you'll see us in the reclining seat. And I will recline into a full bed while he's eating cheaper snacks. Okay, I see you, buddy. I love you. That's the only way. It's Martin Luther King. The only way to cast out darkness is with light. If I go, fuck off, ego. 
he still he's, he feeds off of that. I go, love you, buddy. Thank you. Love you. Thanks for helping me. Wow. But also, don't I'm not I'm not accepting that thought. I posted something the other day. Hit it. And so just so that I can make another comic feel bad. That's a good admission. Buddy, it. no. I'm going to join you. I love that admission. I want to talk about it. When I scroll through Facebook, you ever? I try not to. Yeah. I go, I catch myself going like, oh, just judgmental thoughts. Some old comedian that I started with and the flare up will be like, yeah. what an idiot. Because it's Birdman. Have you seen Birdman? Yeah, I love that movie. Birdman. I just met Michael Keaton. It was amazing. How? He was at a show of mine. This is the coolest what? thing that's ever happened. Wait, wait. Batman. Wait, wait. Michael Keaton paid money to see a Pete Holmes show? I, I, he came to see Jeff Garland and Associates or whatever it's called at Largo. Yeah. I was on the show and he came back. It was one of the coolest things that's oh ever happened. Oh, my God. I was backstage and they go, Michael Keaton I wants blown to him. come back? I tried. <laughs> I tried with charm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe yeah. we could go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want it. Is he nice? He was the cool... I, Val was making fun of me because I did what he, you did to me at the beginning. I was like, his skin was like bright and clean. Yeah. He didn't look like worked on. He just looked fucking handsome healthy. and healthy. Yeah. And he was being just Michael Keatony enough to delight me. Yeah. You know, uh, well, uh, you know, I thought that what you did was really... I've never tried a Michael Keaton impression. Dead on. Just kind of like fun way of talking. Great. He kept it brief. He wasn't overly effusive. He allowed me to be like, I'm a huge fan. That means so much. And he was gone into the night. I believe to meet Commissioner Gordon on the roof of the (laughs) Gotham Police Department. Yeah. I'm not sure in a suit that doesn't allow him to turn his head. Yeah. But a cool car. Um, So Michael Keaton Birdman. That movie's about the ego. Listen to that. Yeah. And listen to what happens when we have head-on-head war with our ego. And that's what that movie's about. You shoot yourself in the head on stage. Um, spoiler. But that is the voice where he goes, they'll, they'll all see. He's, he's levitating, meditating at the main Because that's how you feel when you're mainlining your ego. It's like, one day, they'll make another Birdman film. And you'll yeah. be king again. Wow. You know what I mean? That's the voice that we all have. We all have. Yeah. I don't care if you open your own donut shop in Sacramento or if you're hosting The Tonight Show. It's the human condition to feel that way. Sometimes. Somewhere in you. Yeah. It's a survival thing. It's, an, it's a survival it's thing. It's just the human, it's human nature. There's so what did you post? <laughs> Well, this is See, that's a powerful it's so funny. movie to watch, by the way. It's funny because you it's not even a, it's a shitty post, but I started with somebody a long time ago, and I'm, I don't know why this is like a competitive thing, you know? Yeah. And so subtweeting? Yeah, so I just kind of post things to go, hey, I'm working. <laughs> Buddy. But isn't I think that's one of the and things. And I feel that's guilty when I do ask about it. Well, you said you don't like doing, but we're 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 in the you know what this is called? It's not malicious. I don't tag them in it or anything like that. It's just it's Buddy. a subconscious thing that I'm aware that I but do sometimes, and as, I hate it. As an artist, though, aren't you just feeling maybe a little bit more than, let's just say, like our dads and our dad's generation? Like, we feel more. So you're doing what everybody does. Yeah. When you take a picture of your dinner, isn't there ne- – I know. I know. You, have you ever done that? No. I, no. <laughs> like, I'm upset. Or this no. thing with the nails. I don't give a fuck. No. When girls go, look, at I got a new thing. Fuck you and your fucking claws. But why do we get so upset? I think we see ourselves in it. If yeah. you post a photo of your meal, isn't there part of you that's like, my meal is better than yours. <laughs> yes. My meal is better than yours. That's what it is. It's better than yours. Like when you see someone announcing a tour, yes, you have to promote the tour. And there's also like, my tour is better than yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, tour yeah. is better. Look at those cities. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And that's and just something we have to You know what's great about it? You're aware of it. But that's what I'm saying. You're, you're doing what we're all doing. Yeah. But you're aware of it. And I'm that's aware the of first it. step. 
That is the first step to recovery. Because what we're doing, this is what no one does. It's Richard Rohr talks called shadow box. You know what the shadow is? We have our ego. We have our superego. We have our id. And then there's something called the shadow. This is a Freudian idea. And your shadow is the part of you that's like fucking gross and weird and evil. And what most of us do, as we should, we learn to suppress our shadow. And I'm just talking about like that thing where you're like, I'll post this and everyone will see. Right? Shadow shit. The way to do he calls it shadow boxing. You have to get in there because that's your worst shit. And on the other side of your worst shit potentially is your best shit. If you can slay those dragons, this is what every movie is about, by the way. Mm -hmm. Iron Man builds the suit and then he fights the thing and then he meets the thing that's even scarier than the first thing. Will he do it? I talk about this all the time. You get the chills not because he saved the CGI Manhattan. You get the chills because we all have something inside of us that's trying to kill us from within. Wow. And it's the voice that goes like, you're blowing my mind right now, Pete. But what I'm saying is we need a little bit more honest discourse to go, I post. I just told you, if I was in first class, Bobby, and you were in coach, you're goddamn right I would go. I'd have a flare-up of a thought where I'm like, hey. Yeah. And the trick is, what do we do with that? You can ignore it. And say, I'm good person. I didn't think that. Or you can go, I'm going to have tea with that fucking part of me. Because it's hurting and it's scared and it's flaring up for the same reasons toddlers and weird adults flare up. Bad yeah. behavior. How are we going to deal with it? Are we going to spank it? You don't and let you're it right. Grow? The first thing is to be aware of it yes. and to acknowledge it. Yes. And also... I also want to forgive myself yes. for, for being human. That's what I'm saying. That's little, exactly what you're saying Give right yourself now. a little grace. Give yourself a little unconditional sometimes, love. Sometimes it bites you in the ass, though, huh? Which part? I was in a party once. <laughs> Look at you. I was in a party once. You're fun. And I was at Maria Menounos's. <laughs> He's Mar talking Maria, to Katie. Maria Menounos. I look at Katie. Maria <laughs> Menounos, right? She's like, I don't know what she does, but I was at her house. Is what she a I, comedian? No, she's on Access Hollywood. Mm. And so I was at her Christmas party. I don't know why I'm by. I know her, but I was. I, How did you get access to because that? Because I did piece a movie. Because I, I had a. Because I. <laughs> because I. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So I was like sitting there, like I don't know anybody here. So I was talking to this nerd. He seemed like an editor. Oh my god. So he's like, so what do you do? I go, I do stand up, man. I'm killing it right now. Like I was literally like toting my because I. You know, I felt so insecure at the party uh -huh. that I wanted to just build myself up in front of this editor. I understand. So for 30 minutes, I was like, yeah, I've been killed. Like, I do these 200-seat venues, and, like, I sell out. Just a, a I get a door deal, and, like, I'm, like, fucking tooting my own horn. <laughs> and at the end of it, 30 minutes I go on, and I don't let him talk at all. He's just sitting there listening to me. He's editing. And I go, what's your name? And he goes, oh, my name is Josh Groban. And I go, oh, kill myself. Oh 30 minutes of just talking about uh, you were you were, this is the Brian Regan bit talking about have you seen I Walked on the Moon no the bit is I talked about 30 minutes of that, that. I love it no, I, yes. I, 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 I got in the car in my Prius yeah I'm New driving car. away and I'm just going you fucking idiot what the fuck are you doing? You, yeah. You, you know, I, mean, I was beating myself up for it because right. it was really just embarrassing next up is Anna Gasteyer reminiscing about her mother's alley chair Collapsing? Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, I remember this. Enjoy. Conversely, I am a person who celebrates thrift. Mm. But can be that can ruin things for people. Like when we went to Club Med, mm. which is a terrific bang for your buck, if you are ever interested. They still have them? They still have them. I couldn't believe it. I went like four or five. I went, maybe it was five or six years ago now. But I had two kids and my parents. And they it's French owned, so the food is fantastic we went to mexico we had the time of our lives hmm. except for every two seconds i kept 
referencing what a great value it was. <laughs> because I <laughs> literally, my husband's like, you're going to ruin this vacation if you keep talking about what a great value it is. Because everything, I was like, the house rosé. It's not an upsell. It comes with it. It's a French-owned, it's a really dry, crisp rosé. I'm really impressed. Every single thing that we did, every ah, tennis lesson, ah, everything. Ah, I couldn't believe ah, it. Ah, Guacamole tableside. It made everybody so angry. <laughs> Water aerobics. They're like, you're literally ruined. You've ruined our vacation. So you opposite. I wish that it costed it cost $15,000. Yes. So you would have shut up. You reverse Hamilton. I reverse Hamilton. You loved what a deal it was. I could not. The value, the, if I get like high from a value. Where did you learn that? My Yankee thrift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. I just, I just like, I don't like to feel. What, well, we were talking about your family. Yeah. It, it, what, yeah, my you, mom. My mom's up? a thrift store. My mom's a real like. My mom is too. A reclaimed alley chair type. Yeah, okay. A, a collapsed chair. And I'm not making this up every Thanksgiving because she would, hmm? she would get like an alley chair. She would get chairs from the alleys and like <laughs> jazz them up with ethnic cloth. Or, and you call know what them I mean? alley chairs. Because you, you, yeah, know, wouldn't you need to justify it. But there's a reason they're in the alley. <laughs> That's because the glue is loose. Right. Right. <laughs> so, the chair doesn't. Every Thanksgiving, yeah. it would be like, oh, God, Nancy. Like, just. <laughs> because there would be like a splintering crack, and then someone would go down. She would buy chairs that are essentially made she to break take away. She from the alley. Yeah. She wasn't buying them. Yeah. She would take them from the alley and yeah. then take an ethnic cloth of some kind. Yes. An African print or a some kind of a silk screen because she's an artist, and then she would make a home home craft a pillow and put it over the missing wicker seat or what have you. Yeah, and then thinking foolishly, largely decorative, that it was just the bottom. That well, was this broken. is what happens with but Thanksgiving: it's the wood. is the one that just sort of sits where people put like their purse. Yeah, the purse decorative chair. chair. Yeah. Then people are like grab the purse chair, you know, because. Right. There's a million people coming. They're like, you can't put that. Her back's bad. Don't put her on the piano bench. And then you end up putting her on the floor. The floor. <laughs> and then she blows her back out. By way of an alley <laughs> chair. <laughs> Johnny Pemberton is back. We have two Johnny Pembertons on this lit list. Uh, here is Free Vat of Coleslaw. And then I remember very vividly, because I was the softest kid in the class. Often. Softest? Like the doughy, the chunky. Okay. Chunky, funky. Right. I'm trying to keep it positive. Soft is nice. Yeah. Soft People is, like soft. Well, I thought soft meant because like soft in terms of like a hard ass is someone who- Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah soft no, like, soft oh, like physically. Oh, don't touch me. Help. <laughs> no, not the eraser. Like a dusty eraser. Don't erase. Yeah, dusty <laughs> eraser. <laughs> Those were a big time weapon. Yeah, oh, sure. The big ones, the foot long ones. It was like prison. Whack, whack. <laughs> We were like prisoners. Yeah. Anything that could be weaponized would be weaponized. And there was a code, too. Terrible. Snitches get uh, smacked again. There was a code. There was. You there don't, was a, don't talk. a free vat of coleslaw out for lunch, and I feel what? like all the jerks would A either... free vat of coleslaw? <laughs> this sounds like, what did you go to school? Like, a, like some sort of... like On a cabbage farm. A free vat of coleslaw? I mean, I can't even think of something that's uh, how, how what is it gonna is it gonna not be free? <laughs> There's so many layers to that. Free vat of coleslaw. Five yeah, words. Yeah, five words. So many flavors. This, what a story. 
but kids could not be trusted with a free vat of coleslaw. Oh my! They would manipulate it and a free vat of coal. Put stuff in it. Just like they put it out after lunch and be like during lunch. And I was such a hungry kid that I would get a second tray and slop it full with a little mountain of coleslaw of a free vat of coleslaw. My own personal vat. Coleslaw is the worst. I love coleslaw. I used to love it, but now I more not. More think about coleslaw. Well, I think you're probably having a mayonnaise aversion. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. You what you need to do is you chop up some you, a whole head of green, right? Half cabbage, a, half a head of red. Okay. Chop it up as fine as you can tolerate. Okay. Okay. Just tolerate. <laughs> really? Like you're gonna want to give up till it's dust. Keep. <laughs> do I have to wear a dust mask? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? I'm choking on this aerosolized cabbage. <laughs> I've run it through an atomizer. Is this good enough, Pete? No. You want to chop it finer. <laughs> I can't chop anymore. It's atomized. <laughs> it's been turned into fucking vapor. <laughs> okay, be reasonable. I don't know what that means. <laughs> chop it as finely as you'd like to eat it. Think okay. of the mouthfeel, Johnny. Okay. Think of the mouthfeel and okay. chop it as fine as you want. To, I want to be like, like this. <laughs> 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 you, want, you want an inhaler. <laughs> yeah. Cabbage inhaler. Oh, oh that's good coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> calorie free yeah there's no calories is there chop up that shit chop, chop up, up a red pepper chop up a yellow pepper chop up some cilantro okay chop up some chives this isn't coleslaw that's coleslaw it's what where is coleslaw like look if it's 99 percent cabbage this it's is coleslaw, coleslaw. This sounds like a and Martha you put on Stewart some, thing. You put on like a salad dressing, like a ginger sesame. You put on like a, a nice Steely some... Dan record. <laughs> you put on some early Steely Dan after Can't Buy a Thrill. Put on like, you know, uh, Countdown to, Ex- to Ecstasy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, it's a vinegar-based coleslaw. Okay. I'm, and it's delicious. I'm still listening, though. I want to hear the, okay, the you, recipe. Yeah. So you put on some ginger sesame dressing. Ginger sesame. Then you're going to put in some uh, liquid aminos for kind of like this that. is this is some you're hippie like, shit it, right is here. It, is, this, is this? It's just soy sauce. But this free vat of coleslaw did not have. No, this it was no. mayonnaise and mayonnaise and chopped cabbage, <laughs> and maybe like some some pepper that's come from a five gallon bucket that got ground nine years ago. You know what I mean? Pepper that's just for color. That's what I'm saying. When I was 15, I ate from the free vat. Now I chop and make my own. Life is better now. F V O C S. F V O C S. F F V O C S. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck vinegar off Stephen's cock. <laughs> I fucked the vinegar off Stephen's cock. That boy is good. No, I'm free about a coleslaw. It's an acronym for free about a coleslaw. I'll tell you what. I fucked, I fucked the, the, the vinegar, vinegar off Stephen's cock. cock. That well, boy was good. Ooh. <laughs> Ding-a-ling dorch. I'm on the porch. <laughs> uh, uh, I fucked the vinegar off Stephen's cock. <laughs> Does well, that mean you? Li- I ain't proud of it. Like, <laughs> fuck you, and that the vinegar is now in you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's good apple cider vinegar, though. That's good for you. Don't worry much. <laughs> Don't think about it, none. <laughs> Next up, Gilbert Gottfried. This is his favorite scene from Different Strokes: The Damn, Damn, Damn Story. WKRP, that the guy who played the boss. Uh, uh, Gordon Jump? Gordon Jump. He was like... Wait, what's uh, WKRP? In Cincinnati. 
Oh, it's like a thing? I just thought I was picking real. I, I, can't believe, I can't believe you said that. You didn't know. It, it's like he played a pedophile on an episode of Different Strokes. That's right. That was yeah. a very special episode. Which is episode. the right show to play a pedophile on. <laughs> if you're going to be a pedophile, be one that strokes differently. It was, it was another one of those very important episodes of Different Oh, where Strokes. it doesn't even end on music yeah. or applause. It just ends. One of my favorites. Yeah, the titles mm-hmm. go up and no music. Yes, you hear them shuffling Nancy around Reagan the Reagan was on a special episode. Of, oh, yes. Uh, don't say Don't the, Do Drugs episode. Yes. Of different strokes? Yes, yes. Oh. And he didn't get the message. My favorite special episode of Different Strokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was. Was. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing you watching VHSs of Different Strokes on a recliner made of tiny soaps. <laughs> Bring me the President Boy's socks. This is an extra special one. <laughs> so, this was Todd Bridges mm. on this show. He he's friends with a uh, out of control white kid <laughs> who drinks a lot. Uh-huh. And and one night, Todd Bridges and his out of control drinking white guy white guy friend. <laughs> Get into a car accident. Oh, okay. Now, I think Todd Bridges winds up with one of those classic little band-aids on the forehead. You know, a car crash. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's TV concussion. That's what that is. And, and then, you know, Mr. Drummond is at the hospital uh, standing next to Todd Bridges, and they ask how his friend is. And they said, oh, I'm sorry. He died in the accident. Oh. And, and Todd Bridges starts crying. And, and he turns to Mr. Drummond and he goes, look at me. I'm crying like a little kid. And, and Mr. Drummond goes, no, son. You're crying like a grown man. <laughs> I also would have accepted after you told that a moment of silence where we all were like, oh, that's a valid point. You can be a man and cry. And you're like, ah! <laughs> so you didn't learn the lesson. Yes, I didn't learn the lesson. You thought it was a funny blow to the episode. You were the only person watching like this is the funniest <laughs> one yet <laughs> let me ask you this and, oh, wait. oh go ahead these th- there's the more <laughs> absolute classic and the one no one will ever beat is after they fired john amos from from good times <laughs> they wrote that i don't know he's killed in a car accident yeah. also did you see him with a band-aid yeah. on his head it's no. not looking good <laughs> but i think he was leaving with a white friend who was ah. out of control. Ah. an out of control <laughs> drinking white kid so so the mother on this show uh, what's her name again? The mother Esther Roll. Esther Roll. I'm on fire with these you references. Esther Roll is is playing it like nothing happened. Esther She's Roll. being strong. 
for the family. Uh-huh. And then she's washing a big salad bowl. At the- <laughs> I wonder if that was in the script. Esther washing a salad bowl, looking forlorn. And, and she's, she's washing the salad, big salad bowl. <laughs> And she either drops it or flings it to the ground, and it shatters. Oh. And Esther yells, damn, damn, damn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing at that. How much joy it gives you. It's both. It's both. I've never known someone able to access their joy, the core of their joy, so purely. You're so damn, damn, damn. Next up, Hassan Minaj and his porn story. Oh, I'm sorry. Prom. (laughs) I love it. Hassan Minaj's prom story. So you had a similar thing. Thing. That sort of moment was like when we, I, I think it was like at the Riot Comedy Festival. It was here in L.A. And the Moth came and they wanted to do a thing. Oh, with the Heartbreak. Com- comedians, yeah, Heartbreak. The theme was like Heartbreak. And I remember driving down and was like, oh, talk about your first like real Heartbreak. I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Because mm. it was like really sad. And it was basically the story about how when, um, you know, I grew up in like a very traditional like first generation sort of semi-strict religious household. Parent, child of immigrants. Parents didn't let me go out and do a lot of things. Both your parents from India. From India. Yep. Um, and there's this girl, basically, I had, you know, been bullied and beat up and stuff like that in, in high school. My senior year, this girl moves from Nebraska to our town. In uh, California? Yeah, I, I grew up in Davis. So Davis is kind of like, you know, ruralish. Is it? Yeah. It's an <laughs> agriculture town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, we were in AP Calc together and like, we had this like AIM love connection. You and this girl. Yeah, I remember when AIM was like the that, that's pre Tinder. That's how you really. Oh, got, AOL Instant Messenger. Messenger. Yeah, Didn't sure. You use that? Yeah, I did. Status updates, yeah, yeah. messages. Weren't the sound every time Ba-ding, it came in, it would make a sound. Yeah, because it took like three or four full seconds yeah. for it to like send over the modem. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you're, it assumed you were like cooking noodles or something. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't just be staring at the screen. So yeah. it has to alert you. Yeah. yeah. Every, I think every great, you know, every generation is defined by like a great sacrifice or a great challenge. And, yeah. you know, our children will never realize there was a period of time where you had to choose between being on the phone and being yeah. on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll never know. And you had to fire up the internet. Yeah. Like now, if I open my laptop and it's not instantly connected, you had to really, I get pissy. No, you had to kindle that baby. <laughs> Back in the day, you had to, like, gather cardboard logs and yeah. go in the back and make a, an AOL fire. And sometimes it would be busy. Yeah. Sometimes it would just be busy. It tried to dial into something that someone else And you're like, what? On. Yeah. Fuck you, AOL. I know. One um, single, like, I remember the first time I saw, like, a woman in her underwear on the internet. And it uh-huh. took, like, 45 minutes. And it was it was the most glorious. I still remember her. And it would load it would load from top yep, down. Yep, like, yep, yep, yep. Like a scroll unfurling upon you. Exactly. Yeah, and that crazy. was it. And that's why I can still remember that image. <laughs> yeah. But I can't remember the pornography I looked at yesterday. <laughs> that's not true. I didn't. Uh-huh. But, you know. Yeah. Because that's not special. Yeah. Anyway. The weight. Yeah. We earned that. Um, so, <laughs> so it was. So this girl's in my AP Calc class. Yeah. And, like. We, we like, killing it over. Killing I, am. It. I am. She's like invites me over to her house. This is like one of the first few times I had like been to like a school friend's house. Like 
We hit it off. Her family's like exactly as you'd imagine, you know, White Picket Fence, McMansion, Ford yeah. Expedition, Eddie Bauer. Like, yeah. Oh, the Eddie Bauer. Oh, Eddie Bauer version. edition. Yeah. <laughs> you know the picture. I'm painting it, I right? Do, yeah, you're so painting I go it. So go there. I'm like, you know, hanging out. I go to her house. She's like, hey, we should study at your house more often. I was like, okay, cool. We go to my house. She's one of like the first like school friends and girls that I invited over to my house. Back and forth, back and forth. One night, like, I'm walking her back to her car, and she's getting in the expedition. I'm about to close the door. And then she leans in and just kisses me, and then closes the door and oh. drives off into the night without saying anything, wow. which is crazy. Eddie Bauer catalogs flying out of the back. Of the I night. know. Just <laughs> <laughs> but for a lot of people, again, like when I would talk about this stuff, it's like it's not a big deal. Like a lot of like my school friends I grew up with were like, oh, I was getting hand jobs when I was nine. No, Do you know what I mean? I think you know who you're talking yeah. to. And one of the best nights of my life, I was a senior in college uh-huh. and went to where the girl that I had a crush on was yeah. working. She was closing, and I hung out with her while she was closing, Steve's ice cream. And then we went out the back, and it was just like, good night. And she kissed me on the cheek. Yeah. And my feet didn't touch the ground on the way home. You it got was the, the biggest deal in the world. It was the biggest deal in the world. I and was such a – I still am somewhat romantic. But at that point, I, w- I was definitely writing poetry about that. I was <laughs> like <laughs> – Oh, ice cream, mistress. <laughs> Your heart's so much warmer than the trees yeah, that you serve. Yeah, it was like – it was like so, yeah. you get that first taste of the Heisenberg blue. It. She you know? kissed you on the mouth. Dude, lips, dude. No hot t- no hot t- lips. And what did you do? You just I dude, I was like you puckered I got, up in time? I, I didn't it was hap- I was like, this is happening. Wow. And I it was unbelievable. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how old moment. I'm seventeen, eighteen. See, same as me. Yeah, yeah. We have the same experience. Yeah. And then she drives off in drives our expedition. Up, she knew the rules. No fun, no friends, no girlfriends. She knew the rules for me growing up. Those, those are your are, rules? Those, those are like my dad's rules on me. Your dad's rules were no fun? No friends, no girlfriends. You can have fun in med school. I, that, was like, that was like a classic. That's what he said? Yeah. I mean, ish. How Indian is your dad? Super. <laughs> I'm his only son. He was, a, you know, out of, he has like five, four brothers. Uh, no fun? Yeah. He was the only brother that made it here. I'm, people don't understand this. Like, I'm surprised. Like, when you were like a child of immigrants, it's like. You are the prodigal son. You are Oh Simba. my god, yeah. You are Simba to our my Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to carry the torch on. You're it the prodigal son, but there's only one there's son. Only one. <laughs> there's only one. In that story there's two. Yeah. But in yours there's, there's only, only one. one. And you're not going off and partying. Yeah. That's how we no can't fun, blow no this. friends. Yeah. yeah. But how, what do you mean? So to get to America, your dad had to I don't think a lot of people know this. You have to And I'm just saying I don't know. Yeah. You have to have a sponsor, someone has to sponsor you. You have to either through like education, like so for like a grad school program and then they agree to do it you have to pass an exam like it's tough and they vet you as much as like trump says like we don't have a process there's a fucking process yeah every immigrant will tell you is like no it is hard right yep. so if you somehow can make it through man you're incredible so your dad was the only of four brothers that got that it. got it so i totally get it now and he has a ton of friends in his town oligar that tried yeah dude it's like I don't know how to put this. So like, he got yeah. this thing that isn't just a thing for him. It's a thing for his family. And you're his only son. It's beyond that. It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Golden Ticket. My life is going to change. And everybody's life after me is going to change. Yeah. So you're the great. start. Yeah. You're like the founder of a new religion, the American yeah. menages. It's the difference between being rich and wealthy. This yeah. was like, I'm wealthy. Yeah. You can get rich anywhere in the world. With this, you can have wealth. You can have like yeah. safety, wealth, all these amazing things. Crazy. It's wild. 
It is wild. Cut to Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the story no. sounds so heartwarming. <laughs> it's all burning. Your golden ticket's on fire. <laughs> Put it out. So your dad so, uh, is understandably super, a little hard on you. Yeah, and very it's, hard. On it's you. why later we had like a lot of buttings of head, butting of heads with. I like buttings of heads. Yeah, of with butting of heads. Buttings of head. Buttings. Buttings of head. Sure. Yeah. Buttings of head. <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like a rock group. Or it would something. be a great. I would go. I'd buy tickets to buttings, you of, head. buttings of head. We're buttings of head. Yeah. Oh my god, great! Um, so you would butt heads because you comedy. That was a you huge became thing. super American. Yeah, I, I don't mean that as an insult. No, 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 I just no. mean like clearly you're in touch with yeah. your heritage and stuff sure. doing the show and all that. Yeah. But you did the most American thing. You could either become a serial killer, a jazz musician, or a stand-up comedian if you want to pick a truly American endeavor. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah. And you picked yeah. wisely. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> I remember just having this really honest conversation with him. And I was like, I actually don't – you know how like when sometimes you'll – we live in a world where everything's like someone's right or wrong. But I actually think life is like a lot of nuance. We had this conversation. This is what wrestling doesn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But he was like, he's like, I totally, you're like, you're my son. I want you to be happy. I just don't get the stand-up thing. And I was like, I know. Is it because I perform for drunk people on that, that thing? And he's like, no. He's like, you have so much potential. Yeah. Like, you're smart. You're intelligent. You got great grades. Like, you can really be something in your life. And it's so weird. It was so complicated. He means something like a, a doctor, lawyer. And businessman he, he's told me stuff before like he's like i believe like you could have been a great politician you could have been anything yeah like he's like you have all those capabilities but you're and skill 30, sets. you still could ah, <laughs> i'm with your dad <laughs> you can turn yeah. it around <laughs> but with you my friend uh his name is love l-u-v-h yeah. he was telling me in india the idea of your life as a as a work of art is like so foreign the idea meaning there's a, a, a much bigger picture right the family the community yeah your part in the whole system yeah as opposed to one of the reasons we have a trump is because we are uh me myself and i i'm a winner i'm gonna get everything i Correct. can i'm gonna get a mansion i'm gonna get a white picket fence i'm gonna get the eddie bauer expedition yeah and fuck everybody else yeah. correct me I if i'm wrong voice right? was that your indian experience it's like you're supposed to be doing this yeah. for the family because you did inherit a burden of opportunity you didn't ask for it sure it's one of my favorite Joe DeRosa bits. He's like, uh, Jesus died for your sins. And he goes, I didn't ask him to. <laughs> you didn't ask for Jesus to die for your sins, but he did. And here you are in America. Yeah. And there was this feeling of, I lucked out where my dad wasn't like, you need to do this for your cousins. His thing is, is if you got this opportunity to go to the craps table of America, you're going to roll and bet on comedian? Mm. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. And he would give me great examples. Like all the other hack Indian dads would be like, doctor, lawyer, engineer. He's like, what are you talking about? Elon Musk, Steve Jobs. Like mm. really – innovation is like – respected, lauded, and praised in this country. Mm. My God. No matter how xenophobic or racist this country is, if you are a brown person with a great idea, they will fucking run to it. Sure. So he's like, you're a smart guy. Like, you're so much better than seven minutes of jokes. You're so much better than that. And, to, <laughs> and there was a moment there where I was, like, better. I was like, you're kind of right. Interesting. And I remember, and like, I had this conversation, this argument with him in the dent, in my dented Camry, right down here, outside of an open mic. And I'm like, "You're so right." Your Gap edition, yeah. Your dented Camry Gap edition. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Bauer called it. <laughs> okay, okay. Go on. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah, you follow? I'll follow. I follow. I follow. I would have gone with Old Navy. You got to. Yeah. Go with Old ah! I'm gonna let you go to Tag City. So I run in and I go into this shitty coffee shop over here, which off the ComedyBureau.com. I would look at the open mic list, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like. Dude, I'm like 26, 27. What am I doing? Mm. I had a great LSAT school. Like, 
I have so much to offer the world and it's, it's, it's not being maximized here. I'm getting some stuff, but it's, I want to hit my ceiling. Yeah. Right. And you want to Hassan Minaj the hell out of Hassan Minaj. Yeah. What a great setup they've given you. Yeah. And you're eating a sandwich. Yeah. And, and there's like, like a roast beast in yeah, the middle. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so anyways, to go back to the, the high, that's why he was like so strict with me in high school. And that's why this girl, Bethany, like was like such a game changer, kisses me, blah, blah, blah. My AP Calc class, we're in AP Calc together. And we were a very like tight knit group of overachievers and our Calc teacher like wanted us, was very much like a, like a cool Paul Rudd type. He was like, I want you guys to live a well-rounded life outside of Paul school. Paul Rudd's listening like, hey, hey, I'm cool. You don't have to he say is. a cool Paul Rudd. No, but like that's the, du- <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I he, get it. He, he plays cool. Like yep. Paul Rudd is like awesome college professor, right? Sure. So he's like, I want you guys to, you know, live a life we're talking about. I'm making prom mandatory for everyone in this class. I'm like in the back of the class. I'm dying. It's like, a, it's Calc BC. It's like the I'm like, I'm not going. The Jehovah's Witness girl's not going. The Korean exchange students. This is not happening. Not There's yeah. no way all 30 of us. He, he makes it mandatory. So weeks go by. Kids start getting dates to the prom, right? I'm obviously like giving you the speed version of the this story. This is post-kiss. This is post-kiss. Yeah. Three days before prom, he pulls this whiteboard down with everybody's name on it. The last two names on the board, Hassan Minaj, Bethany Reed. Class goes nuts. I look at Bethany. Bethany looks at me. She knows, like, she knows my situation. She's she was the, in BC Calc? Yeah. But she's one of the first white people that I honestly knew that, like, got it, clicked with it, and there was no judgment. That's the, di- uh, that's the difference maker. Because everybody else I went to school with was a bunch of, like, Ryan Lochte's. You know what I mean? Just, like, vi- you know, the Cody, Corey, and Coles. You know, Ryan Lochte, the swimmer, the douchebag swimmer uh, who lied about – he was in during the Rio Olympics. You know Ryan Lochte, The right? one where they were like, this is, the, this is white privilege? This is the guy who lied yeah, about I, being I robbed. Call, I don't yeah, 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 yeah. I saw so, his face on, on Facebook. Yeah, so I went with school with, like, a lot of those guys that yeah. are just like, what? Like, no, dude, you're a poo. Like, that's offensive. No, what do you uh, mean it's offensive? You know what I yeah, mean, I right? I just like, no, no, no. There's like, there's white people and there's everybody else. Like, what the fuck are you talking sure. about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Douchebags. So, do the voice, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or like, where you go, hey, I'm Has- I'm Hassan. Oh, what's up, Saddam? Those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the t- at the benches, Barf. and everybody laughs. Barf City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I've been to Barf City. You've been to Barf City. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she got it. And that was like you're on the shit. whiteboard, and he's like, he you left India only to go into an arranged situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, I look at her, I'm like, don't say anything. I feel like that joke. Is she worth reads more. it. Yeah, but I'm, we gotta go. Pretty good. It was pretty good. Keep yeah, going. yeah, keep yeah, going, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. So she's like, <laughs> she's like. <laughs> so he he sets you two up. No, but the bell rings, and I'm like, don't say anything. She doesn't say anything, even though everybody in the class is looking at us. Bell rings. I'm walking over to my locker. She follows me to my locker, and she's like, hey, listen, you know, like, ever since my family moved from Nebraska, you've been my best friend here. Well, and this year wouldn't be the same without you, and, like, I really think, like, you're really special, and I really care about you, so will you go to prom with me? She asked you. She asked me. Old Sadie Crazy. Hawkins. Yeah. Right? And I was like, yes, my white princess or whatever, right? <laughs> was that her name? Sadie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, so I love but it. I was like, all right, well, my, my dad's not going to let me go, so I'll sneak out. So, because it's like, we're, like, now... 48 hours away I sneak out I live on the second story of my house I sneak out this is like a brown John Hughes movie uh, I'm climbing down the window like out scaling down the side of my roof I climb down I hop on like my white yellow huffy it's on the, I tucked it on the side like in the bushes I bike down I bike to her house how did you get out of the window 
I opened the window and I. But there was like a roof there. Yeah, you didn't tie bed sheets. No, 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 no. no I didn't. It's like the window, and then the roof like was like this at a forty-five. Okay, room. like Stranger but, Things. Yeah, you lived in the Stranger Things house. Yeah, but okay. I was scaling it, and um, I'm biking over to her place. Sun is setting. It's beautiful. I get to her doorstep. Ding dong. Mrs. Reed opens the door, and behind Mrs. Reed, I see this dude Jeff Burke like putting a corsage on Bethany's wrist. And I'm like, what? And Mrs. Reed looks at me and she's like, oh my God, honey, like, sweetie, like, we think you're great. Were you in a suit? We love you. I was in a suit, like, my JCPenney suit, the okay. whole thing. Just want to picture this devastating moment. Correctly. Yeah, and she was like, we think you're great. And I'm, oh, did Bethany not tell you? You know, we love that you come over here and study, but, you know, we have a lot of family back in Nebraska and we're going to be taking a lot of photos tonight. So we don't think it'd be a good fit. No. This Dude, happened. yeah. This is like the first person I fell in love with, first kiss, all that stuff. It's like, do you need a ride home? Mr. Reed can give you a ride home. I was like, no, I got my bike. And I just biked home. And I just snuck back up through the window. And I played Mario Kart the rest of the night. And it's weird. Like, So I tell this story on the moth. That's like, I didn't want to say it. Yeah. They're like, describe your first love experience. Yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. what I mean? Like, And it's like eight comics. And every comic is like, so like, so I'm in blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody's got this like crazy right. whatever story. Right, right, right. And I have this just like tragic immigrant brown kid really horrible just like fucking awful yeah and then did you even get how awful it was when it happened no i actually felt like they were right that's what's really sad that's the truly sad part like you you were like i got it yeah i was like makes sense fucking a that's terrible right like who am i to ruin oh you're right oh of course how why would i hassan minaj yeah you're right no no you're right wow i'm sorry because they weren't like a bunch of toothless yokels yelling, like, sand nigger from the back of a truck. I've had right. that happen to me before. You let it roll down your back. I had eaten off of their plates. I had, like, kissed their daughter. Yeah. Her dad had written me a letter of wreck. Like, so to me, I was like, oh, you guys are, no, I get it. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're fa- the family. You're right. Nebraska. Got it. Got it. Totally. No offense, Nebraska. My bad. I'm sorry. Like, for real. I felt, like, embarrassed for being there. And um, I kind of, isn't that... I guess around that age, we don't have that self-love and stuff. But you also don't understand the nuance of how people can be bigoted even as they're smiling through their teeth at you. Or explaining, like, why they're bigoted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Daily Show thing you did with the Trump people. Yeah. And everyone's so kind to you. Yeah. And then they're like, and you go to the guy, why are you voting for him? And he's like, I think he's a great guy. (laughs) I think he's an amazing human being. I love him. Yeah. he drops that there's a billion Muslims. Like, why do you know that there's one point, I believe it's four billion Muslims? Yeah, yeah, Why do you know that and you're still, Yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's not adding up. Why, I think that's an interesting exercise in empathy that, that, because Trump supporters and, and racists and yeah. other just free racists, loose racists, uh, it's hard to have empathy for these people. Um, Correct. But you can have empathy yes. for them if you sit down and go, like, where is this coming from? Like, exactly. why Why are you this way? Because and they're people, too. It's really 100%. easy to treat them like pro wrestling and be like, oh, it's it's the Trump supporter caricature. Yeah. But unfortunately, they, they might have some fucking weird damage that led to this kind of perverted worldview. Yeah, or ignorance or lack of, uh, lack of exposure, True right? That. And so to me, I was like – so I do that story, right? And somebody from like The Moth, Catherine Burns, who's the creative director at The Moth, who had like worked with Berbiglia years ago on Sleepwalk, mm-hmm. was like, you should – whatever happened to her? And whatever happened like with you and like what ended up – whatever – and um, she's like, you should talk about like all these. This, that, that's like a show. Yeah. And I was like, but it's not very funny. 
Uh, and she's like, but no, like it's like there are parts that are she like goes, funny and Z and Moonwalks. Yeah, yeah. But I start working on it, and so it took me a couple years. I can. This is Homecoming King. Yeah. So it started then, and so it's, that's that happened in 2013. I start working on it, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and then in 2014, I got the Daily Show, and I moved to New York, and I was like, now I can put it up off Broadway. Wow. And then we did it off Broadway, did a few runs of it, and now we're we're touring it. But to me, like the thing that I thought, who's, who's playing you on the road? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a road crew. A, a, a yeah, yeah. But uh, so you did. You followed up and you looked into who she is now, and we had so the the show follows that whole trajectory of like yeah. what happened with me, what happened with her. But to me, like I re- what I found to be really interesting about it is that so often when we talk about like race or any of these like really heavy topics, it's usually when like we've crossed the line. It's too far. Trayvon Martin has been killed. And it's so black and white, pun intended, of like, okay, Trayvon didn't deserve to die. But the other 364 days when the collateral damage isn't death, why are we always so quick to be like, does it have to be about race? Does it have to be about gender? Shut the fuck up. Like, that's the general consensus. You mean it Shut up. becomes a conversation past the, past the point. Like, People something don't want to hear it. Yeah. People are like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Shut up. Then a cop gets killed. Or Philando Castle gets murdered on Facebook Live in real time, like a fucking snuff movie. Yeah. And we're all literally witnesses to a man's murder in real time. Then we go, okay, it wasn't wrong. Then we go back to the following, the next Tuesday, and we're like, will you shut up about racism? Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Really? So to me, the point of the show was, it's like, hey, yeah, boo-hoo, I can go to dance with a white girl. Aw, No. The, the thing to me, whether it's like Ahmed the Clock Kid or Trayvon Martin, there's shades of this like nonsense that we do to each other because we're just like the Clock afraid. Kid, the one that made the clock and it got yeah. arrested. Yeah, I just want to make sure. We're and now he moved back. He moved. To, he moved out of America. I wish I could talk to that kid. And be like, don't leave, man. He mm. left. Mm. He's like, fuck, I'm out. Mm. And I totally get his pain. Fifteen, skinny, brown like me, glasses, not cool. Texas. In the wake of San Bernardino, Paris, all that stuff, terrorist, sand nigger, camel jockey, dune coon. Yeah, I'm out, dude. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get better. I wish I could tell him, dude, you got to stick. You have a chance here to do so. But he left. I understand. Now, to me, I was like, this is really interesting. Let's talk about, like, why in 2016 could 2016 Hassan Minaj go to, go to prom with Bethany Reed? Man, my money, it's a 50-50. Depending on where in the country you are, depending on how conservative Be- the Bethany's family is. You mean another 18-year-old has Right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I... You're not I, going to the prom as a 30-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be creepy. <laughs> Who's on Daily Show. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you could take her to the prom now. Yeah. yeah. Except you're married. Right. But It'd be kind of weird. Do it just for the revenge. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the weird revenge sex. Be this, like, weird bearded guy at the prom. <laughs> but you're saying things haven't gotten better, that it's still 50-50, you're saying? I'm saying... Look at where the country is at, and I think some of the biggest topics in the zeitgeist is like, uh, what what are they? Uh, Immigration, radical Islam, right? All this stuff and all these decisions is basically – I'll be 100 percent honest with you. It's racism and xenophobia shrouded in the guise of safety. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, I just want to keep my kids safe. Mm Mm-hmm. So when Mrs. Reed and Mr. Reed are like, hey, we don't want her to whatever, they're basically saying, look, we don't 
we just there's a lot of public perception around this. We don't want to take our chances. We're trying to keep our self-interest safe. Mm-hmm. We're not bad people, but hey, we're just trying to hedge our bets. To go back to your theme of tribalism, mm-hmm. hey man, I got to look out for my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're wearing a Cubs hat yeah. to a White Sox fan, yeah. house, but you're you're wearing it. It's yeah. like your skin color. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that which is totally fucked yeah. up. That's completely yeah. gross. Next up is John Early. I love this episode so much. John Early and his hardest laugh story. John Early. We like to cleanse the palate after okay. the God talk with... A basil gelato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's never worked for me. Then me the next either. course just tastes like basil, basil. gelato. <laughs> yeah. Cream. Yeah. Um, can you remember... I always say this. It doesn't have to be a great story. But when you remember laughing really, really hard at any mm. point in your life... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's helpful if you remember details, but please don't feel put on the spot. Can you think of a time you laughed the hardest? In your oh life? wow! The hard, I mean, the, <laughs> the most recent one that comes to mind. I know you're not asking for the most recent. No, but like, no, it's just whatever. Comes the only to one mind. I remember. That's fine. Is Kate and I were in her kitchen, and we were talking about cheddar because <laughs> Kate and I can get extremely like um, passionate about things like and we can like we find ourselves getting we also like can be very like literally caffeinated we will drink like black tar espresso and then like talk for four hours about like cheddar and like and like and then we like in step, what capacity well we were just like what we makes were, like, it cheddar or like that you love cheddar that we love cheddar we're like we're like here's the thing like it's not like it's yeah. not like a Fine cheese, you know, it's like, but it's yeah, like it's a working good, it's not cheese. better. Yeah, 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 it's a working glass cheese. Yeah. I always wanted a cheddar pizza. I was like, why don't they just make a, a, like oh a dark God. yellow? I don't know why that sounds disgusting, but it it's is really disgusting. just okay. But when I was a kid, I was disgusting. Cheddar pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were like, we were talking about cheddar, <laughs> cheddar pizza. the mutability of cheddar. I love that you guys had like a huge conversation about cheddar. Really, like cheddar pizza out. never came up. <laughs> no, I shocked never you. Came up. <laughs> Go on. But then like. This is so stupid. This is actually, but this did make me laugh so hard. And I'm sorry, Kate. I know you're not listening, but I'm sorry if I'm exposing what you think might be a bad joke. But, (laughs) but, uh, she like, (laughs) she said, I don't remember how this was set up, but she said, we were talking about cheddar and she said, and this, by the way, was pre-Muslim ban. This is not a reference to the Muslim ban. This was like three (laughs) years ago. Probably. No, 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 don't worry. Oh my God. But she was like, she we were talking about cheddar and then she somehow she said this and we knew what it meant but she was like she was like do you think they'll lift the ban and she like in on, we, there was no setup but like we cheddar? knew that like we she had created a world in which like cheddar had been banned <sighs> and we were like these two like people who like love cheddar so much and like but yeah she just and then she framed the scene she didn't frame the scene we just no. knew what it was through her acting <laughs> because was... we were like we were like literally slicing cheddar and she was like do you think they'll lift the ban and like I don't know. We just we yes. laughed so hard. Yes. I was like crying. It was so funny. Do you think they'll lift the ban? The cheddar ban. I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's so stupid, but it was. It Not made me Taliban. laugh so hard. The cheddar ban. The cheddar ban. <laughs> well, it's um, a great one. Yeah. I'm going to remember that that's one. All I, I can love think that about. One. No, it's great. Another clip from Moshe Kasher number three. This is woke Stephen Hawking. Oh my God! The baby puked down Valerie's back. Oh, all onto the. What do I wipe first? The couch. <laughs> well, it's not on the couch. It got on this. Yep, there you go. You're good. Okay. Gross. Sorry about that. Moshe Kasher number three is next with woke Stephen Hawking. Let's, what's a crime that is common? A crime that somebody might get hemmed up for. Might yeah. get hemmed up. 
Uh, jammed up? Yeah, jammed up for. Yeah, jammed up. Let's say the crime is um, is breaking and entering. You B&E. Know that, B&E. A classic B&E. <laughs> potatoes? <laughs> so, you know, you match a description, yeah, right? Yeah. For B&E, you're a young black man. Let's say most likely you're a young black or brown man. You match a description. You're wearing a hood. You're black. You're in the neighborhood. Wrong time. Whatever. They grab you. They throw you in the back of the car. They arrest you for B&E. Sammy Potatoes, what are you doing in Compton? <laughs> you're black, Sammy? Yeah. Why wouldn't you think I was? You made a lot of assumptions about my race based upon my accent. I don't know where I'm even going with the I accent. I guess I'm a black man. <laughs> Unlikely black accents. <laughs> oh, to tree, to tree. I'm a black man living in Ireland. This one will, this one will please the fans. You already asked. I am a black man. <laughs> I'm trying to get out from this racist criminal justice system. Whoa. Are you woke, Stephen Hawking? That's right. Are you to be woke? <laughs> woke, Stephen Hawking? <laughs> I wanted to come on their show and tell you I am sorry for the mistakes that I made in their last appearance. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of studies. I read Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States. Uh, is that a good one to get woke? Sure, that one will wake you up real quick. You'll be like, Lou Gehrig's is not the disease. The disease is systemic racism. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, I believe you, but... I don't know. I just thought that was a little treat for the fans. <laughs> so you got a B&E, a classic B&E, right? <clears throat> You're like, what are you... Bacon ha- and eggs. What are you hustling me for? <laughs> All I'm doing is trying to walk home. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's does not fit. <laughs> Any description. description. Young African-American male breaking and entering. Is that him? <laughs> no, that's a 70-year-old white man in a severe wheelchair. Okay, so not not him? Yeah, no, that's the world's most famous <laughs> physicist, <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Are you sure? <laughs> Kapuro, are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm sh- that's Stephen Hawking, the most famous physicist in the world. Why is he in this neighborhood? That's a, that is a good question. <laughs> I'll give you that. Now let's walk down these hills and fuck all those cows. Oh, my God. Next up is Kurt Braunauer from Kurt Braunauer Returns. This is his hardest laugh story. Can you, to close out, can you remember, uh, I don't know if we did this last time you were here. Can you remember the time you laughed the hardest in your life? The time I laughed the hardest in my life. Okay. Can I get, let me, let me have yeah. some seconds here. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sing a song from Hairspray. Tease those curls, girls. Tease those curls, girls. You gotta do your bangs with a bang, 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 chicken wing. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, it didn't help me think. <laughs> Here's oh what I normally say, because yeah. people really do need uh, help. It's a, yeah. it's a big question. It doesn't have to be a good story. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, you could have been a child. It could yeah. just be someone farting as often. Church laughter is a big one. Anything where you're not supposed to laugh. Uh, just think of who you were with. Drugs, maybe <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> um. There was a recent time with Lauren where we both were like silently cry laughing. <laughs> But, like, had to hold it in? God damn it, man. I'm not going to give you a good story for this one. Oh, but it doesn't have to be a good story. You oh. can just say, with Lauren, and we were crying laughing. Yeah, it was at a, um, we took, like, a baby class. <laughs> and um, and there, there was a woman asking 
Oh, I know what it is. Here it is. <laughs> Ring the ding dong. I'm not going to mention what class this was. This was a class that we were taking, and there was a guy in it who, uh, if you could define a dumb voice, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like being a normal person, he had like the dumbest voice. It was like low and deep, and it sounded oh just like, God. it sounded like if a golden retriever learned to talk, <laughs> but like still was a dog, like, <laughs> you know, it's like kind of barking. He just kept asking. Hey, where's the dry food? <laughs> I'm interested in pugs today. <laughs> so it was that guy. That guy with that voice. And then asked like five questions in a row that were all the dumbest questions. And, um, and then on like the fifth one, I just catch Lauren's face. And then we both start, and we're maybe like sitting like two people away from him. So he's maybe six feet away from us. And we're both tears coming down. But like, you know that like where you can't make a noise because it's like there's seven, there's maybe eight people in the class. It's in a small room. And then this guy just keeps asking. And then every extra what? question he keeps what asking. What the questions? They're oh, baby questions. They were so, no, they're the baby, so, <laughs> if the baby goes down the open window. Should I like, come to window? <laughs> hey-ho! Hey-ho! Close that one with a heel. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it going to turn to <laughs> uh, Whenever oh the baby's hungry. <laughs> the baby got hungry all the time! <laughs> <laughs> and we were just, just tear-toes. <laughs> and then it lasted. Why are you crying? <laughs> What's so funny? Is it my voice? <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. I know. I sound like a gold retriever. <laughs> yeah, and then but then it was just laughter far after he had stopped asking of questions. Of course. So the next person, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> we noticed that our baby's head pulses. Is that normal? <laughs> You're just taking breaks. It breaks the dam. <laughs> That's a great one. Next up is Jason Sudeikis, baby Lee. She hates Jason. <laughs> oh, she loves Jason. This is Jason and his Vegas, his Vegas story. Speaking of who do you think you are, do you, do you feel any of that? Like, I guess it's a Hindu idea that we're all sharing a little piece of God. How do you think of God? Because we're talking about multiple gods. That's yeah. one way to think of multiple. But it's, gods. but it's multiple gods. I do believe that. Like, I'm putting, I'm webbing them all together. Like, you know, what I mean, like, yeah. you know, like a like a like a good net. Um, <laughs> Like a tapestry, like we sort of like like you know one of those things that like you know one of those um, examples that Dell would give or anybody in the, you know that even when we make a mistake you know you try to weave the mistake into the tapestry. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we can't help but do it now, but but I yeah that's why the the mushrooms and improv sort of are. are Can you tell me about a mushroom trip that had divine influence? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. couldn't be more interested. I mean, my favorite one is and and. It, 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 is um, when I went to go do Boom Chicago, my my. Oh, you're in Amsterdam where you can buy them. Yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah, but but it's still you know. Well, I mean, the, I mean, I have a few because I did it in Vegas quite a few times too. Uh-huh. I haven't done it in ten years. Last time I did it, no, longer than that was. was I haven't done it since uh, 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 December of two thousand three. I went back, or no, Thanksgiving of two thousand three, because I I just left Las Vegas, went to SNL, came back to Las Vegas only only a couple weeks. <laughs> um, 
And so I was, you know, you know, like take mushrooms and and hang out with like all our friends from Blue Man Group and Cirque du Soleil and whatnot. Like no people way. I'd seen, you know, that was, you know, I'd lived there almost two years, two years, nine months. So this was like people that I was very comfortable with. So there's no like, you know, possibility of having a quote unquote bad trip. And uh, and I take them. And I forgot that in the time that I had left, even though it had only been like two weeks, that I'm I roll in there and people are like, Jason, and it's all about like. I had the cool. I forgot I had acquired the most interesting job, you know, to people in the world. What's it like? How so and so? So it was all this attention. Bad trip. Went outside, puked. It was also, you know, this is. Um, I'm sorry, this was New Year's Eve because there were fireworks and we were off the strip enough that all I could do was see smoke from where the strip was. So I'm like, okay, Al Qaeda. Like I was, it was like. Puked my brain, got all of it. My my McCormick and Schmick surfing turf got that out. That's on a lawn. That's I went inside, smoked a joint, sat in a room, and I got to feel like Rick Rubin the rest of the night. Like I was, I was a Buddha, but like um, spinning yarns of of how talented you, know, you turned it around. I, yeah, but through puke, through the magic of of, of puke. puking. But you were still tripping. Still tripping, but like yeah. on that mild, like Jimmy Stewart on that on that down, like yeah. you know, like like where it's still you're still feeling it, and it's like still like sexy, and, and you're still still seeing the joy and the love and, and the connectivity of the world. Um, but but so that was the bad. That was the, that's yeah, the yeah. last time. That's but the my, my favorite was Boom Chicago. I'm there, and there's a fellow there who's not there anymore. Uh, he's actually got a bookstore in, in Brooklyn now called Quimby's. A fellow named Steven Zimbersky who went by the people called him the Wizard, and he was the um, sound. He was the stage uh, sound and tech guy, like uh, that ran the board, and Boom Chicago had all, every bell and whistle, lasers, smoke, like for a sketch show. Like, but you're like, oh well, it's in Amsterdam. Like, like normally, I, I you know, you, none, none of that stuff is needed. He, throughout his youth, uh, loved Jesus Christ Superstar, hmm. uh, and listened to the concept album, the Brown album, uh, the original, a lot, all the time, to the point where he got sick of it, and he only listened to it once a year. Now he only listened to it uh, on Easter. Um, he knew I was. A, huge fan uh and so he was going to do for me he had been at boom for a few years at that point so what he would do now is he'd listen to it on easter and he'd do him get do, perform take mushrooms or get stoned and perform do a light show for himself <laughs> in there so myself yeah it's it like i was like and he gifted me when he knew because we knew we were only going to stay till january this was uh me and my my ex-wife Kay, and we weren't married at that time but we were doing great at that time and um but we were going back at, in mid-january and this is you know december this is christmas christmas eve in fact and he uh and he uh i, I want to get this for you i'm going to do the light show for you uh, tomorrow <laughs> if you want to go i was like yes yes we had no shows the, the theater was dark that night uh, so that that afternoon, it was like I feel like we may have went at like eleven or, or noon. It was me, my good friend Brendan Hunt. Uh, we both uh, took shrooms, and then my other good buddy Jordan Peel uh, smoked a big old uh, joint, and we watched we watched we watched this show. And he had it down where like lights were certain characters. <laughs> like I mean, he like I mean, it could not have been better. And Jordan and I used to have this like little catchphrase whenever we'd you know get hired do mushrooms together in Amsterdam, where we'd kind of look at each other and go. A lot of stuff going on up there, huh? <laughs> you know, like, kind of gesture. And so I remember we said that a couple of times. And just, you know, Brendan, I, I mean, it got to a place where I was like watching, you know, I think is, again, towards these metaphors and these myths. I don't think I'm Jesus. I'm not like, you know, going to say that. But I was in this story. Yeah. Or I may have been also some Judas, you know, like, again, the, that part of me that believes it's the message right. is more important than the messenger. And that's what that version of the of the, the Christ story is really, in my opinion, about. Uh, and so I'm watching like script pages 
like go by me. I'm seeing Kay's face emoting in the smoke, all these different mm. things as as the light, as I just noticed this Barack thing right here in front of me. Oh my gosh. Is that Barack? Yeah. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that's me. Oh, is that you? I thought that was Barack. It looks that's like Obama. Me. Like young. But that's great. That does but look like Obama. We, um, <laughs> in the negative, right? Yeah. In the negative space. Uh, and it was it was and it was just it was stunning. It was like wow. it was like this gorgeous you know experience with that music you know jacked way up and a dude playing every bell and whistle in that theater that it had like they were people and it, and that's part of the mushrooms talking, but that's also a credit to amazing. Stephen's knowledge of that board and that that musical. And right. I remember walking out of there and just being like, holy moly, and then going to meet Kay. And uh, and she was mad at me because I was I was like half hour late um, and understandably because I, I it, you know I, I kept her waiting because we had just jibber jabbered after the whole thing and and, um, and that being like oh right like life like like yeah but that was one of the Back faces the I saw you know? yeah exactly no but you know she, she's she's fantastic but she was not on mushrooms uh, like I was and nor had she just gone through this you know wow. this intense experience but that that was that was a that was a really special one and and you know. It's it, it was it was something else. I wish I could tell you the the, the like, I didn't pull anything from it other right. than like the you know I mean the echo of the the one of the, probably the best song or most well known song I should say you know everything's all right yes everything's fine you know like oh, I hope so <laughs> I fucking hope so because I knew I was going to be going to Vegas you know I knew you know I'm uh, only looking yeah. at my phone because no, I no want to make sure I'm not late yeah um, oh. but that's a, that's that's that would that would be the mushroom one. We did it in Vegas a lot too, which is fun. If you ever do, if you ever get a chance, do mushrooms in Vegas. Is that super fun? Yeah, you get to feel like a Marx brother. I, I seek out my life trying to feel like a Marx brother. To, like to be anti, like like that's what I always felt when SNL got to go to these fancy things. Lauren's very nice about you know writers. At least during my generation, writers and cast were were, were very equal footed and got invited to a lot of the same things. Maybe a little different now, but but when we would get to go to like some hoity toity thing, because you know. Lauren's a you know one percenter now you know like and 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 we were the not ready for primetime players but I always loved yeah. us getting up dressed you know decked out in tuxes and nice dresses and then you know getting the like right. hobnob with you know <laughs> fancy folk and so when being on mushrooms in Las Vegas before we had to be you know good you know ladies and gentlemen on behalf of the show and the network and blah 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 right you just find we'd go to the Bellagio and just <laughs> trip I mean just I remember my friend Dan back at all pretending he was the choreographer outside the Bellagio of the fountains like literally like a choreographer and keep getting pissed at them for missing their their you know their marks like he's some sort of <laughs> like he's like something like he's Bob Fosse or something and just getting so mad at them and and we would just we would just like a group of like five or six of us, you know, would walk around and and, and just see you just see chaos. You could, I remember being at the Hard Rock Hotel and be able to see people walk into the bathroom and then come out and they look like skeletons because they probably went in there to do cocaine. I, I'm not a very I don't know cocaine very at all at all very well. But yeah, I could, you could see yeah. people's you could see people's they auras change. in essence. It's yeah, it's a magical thing. It, it, I, I look forward to doing it again at yeah. some point. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I yeah. had that experience being on my. You get that sense, like you know who you can trust too. Yeah. You're like I don't, I love you, yeah. but I don't trust this. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. something yeah. on an animal level that you're picking up on. I was, I was a big advocate of trying to talk. Like I wanted, to, I want, I was seated here when you were talking about it with Penn mm. Gillette. Mm. I, I, I'm not crazy. Like, I, it, it really, it was really fascinating. Like he sounded scared, scared, scared. Like, 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 and and also like, uh, like. 
He is not. He, Wait, Penn sounded Penn, scared? Penn, Penn Gillette, because, because of his aversion to, to drugs and thinking what it would do to his brain, uh, which I totally Scared get. of drugs. Scared of drugs. Nice. Yeah, scared a lot of you. Uh, um, that's what I thought you were yeah, yeah. Really? No, oh, my God. No, no, no good yeah, job, man. Yeah. No, he, needs, he needs it. He needs it. No, but, it, but, but I, I've heard people in my life, and I uh, do that, and I was definitely one of those people because I think I don't – like the second my brain goes, like I got nothing else to yeah. give this, this, this time around. Which is the weird message of drugs. Yeah. Because it's like we're going to move aside what you think you are and we're going to show you yeah. that you exist apart from it. Which is what you were That's trying to... It's a very to... frightening thing. No, it is frightening. It is. Tom Lennon is back. Twice on the list, Tom Lennon. This is his Colin Farrell story. Oh, my God, I love it. Los Angeles currently we'll is almost designed to make you mad. <laughs> like, we've crossed over into this new... It's a simulation. And it's, it's a, a simulation. It's like, let's and see if we can make these people mad. Let's see mad. if we can make these people mad. Ah! The, the driving, it's its boring to talk about, but it's so dangerous and unsafe yeah. in the city. I forget who made the point. It's because everyone's in a car. Everyone's in a car. In New York, they're on the bus, they're, they're walking. They're on the bus and they'll see you and someone will be in your face. And if yeah. they like somebody does something too dumb, yeah. you get punched. Right. But There's, here, they hit you with a car. They hit you with a car. <laughs> and they're fine. And they're fine. Yeah. It's, it's, getting, like- it's getting weird. Yeah. So it it fosters rage. It's a good greenhouse for rage. It really don't you think so? I do. I I'm agreeing with you. Uh, did I tell the reason? Well, you know, I've done stuff like I've once I've occasion pulled somebody over in my car who did something. Illegal. Tell me everything. So I'll floor it ahead of them like Starsky and Hutch and stop them and go up to the window. You didn't and, come from the east side, did you? How am I interrupting the story? Yeah. Keep going. I live in um, the the you know east side of Hollywood. I just wondered if you the same guy that was on La Brea and he was just in the middle of the intersection just no, stopped. No, probably. There. Yeah, perfect. Everybody was like just yeah. honking at him and he's like, what can I do? And I'm like, yeah. you pull to the right. Pull over. Get out of the yeah. way. Um, what can I do? That's what you do. So, so you, uh, you tell me. You well, one day, no one day, there's times that I've no, don't had the rage. Don't lose that story. I won't lose the story. Oh, the, story story. Was, the story was, so I'm outside Cafe Gratitude. I'm in my wife's car, which is the Prius. This is the most L.A. thing I've ever heard. I'm pulling in a cafe. <laughs> no, gets, ready? It gets yeah. better. I'm, uh, I'm signaling to pull into the Cafe Gratitude. There's one. Cafe Gratitude is a fully vegan restaurant yeah. on Larchmont. So there's one to-go parking space that's only to be used if you're pulling in to get stuff to go. So, I see there's another Prius pulling out of that to-go spot. I'm waiting very patiently. My signal's on. I'm in the center lane. Everything's safe and cool. A giant black GMC Yukon pulls up behind me, mm. flashes the lights, honk, honk, like getting me to like move ahead. And I'm like, I'm obviously waiting for the spot in there. Honk, honk, honk. The Yukon blows around me into oncoming traffic, but which there isn't any, luckily. Yeah. Swerves in, almost hits the Prius that's backing out, and pulls into the spot the that spot I was waiting for. waiting for. And I'm like, what the fuck was this? And I was signaling and waiting. I pull in. Now I'm f- f- driving really fast. And I pull up so that my bumper, the bumper of my wife's car is one millimeter from this big black <laughs> Yukon with tinted windows. I slam the door of my car. I walk into the Cafe Gratitude. I literally kick the door of Cafe Gratitude open with my leg because I'm so angry. And I look. I saw the guy go in, and he's in a pork pie hat. And I kick the door open. In a vegan restaurant? He's in a pork pie hat (laughs) and a a white tank top. And I kick the door open. I see the guy. His back's to me, and I yell, What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Oh, my goodness. And the guy turns around. So many soba noodles are dropped at this moment. (laughs) And it's Colin Farrell. Wow. And I, it is Colin Farrell. I am. And I'm like, I'm in what the fuck was this? And he looks at me and he's like, 
did I, was that you? Were you waiting for that spot there? You weren't waiting, you weren't, oh, son of a bitch. And he came over and he said, I'm a right cunt, aren't I? And he gave me a big hug. And then we hugged for, let's face it, a while. <laughs> he smelled fucking amazing. <sighs> this is incredible. He said, I'm a, I'm a fucking cunt. I'm, what a cunt I am. And it was like, he was so dreamy in person. Even he smelled so good. Cunt makes him more his charming. cunt, his like his chest felt good against mine. Wow. His arms were just yep. beautiful. Yep. He's taller than I thought. Sure. Just a li- just a little bit, but enough to make him like I was fucking starstruck. Wow. Then I got to wait to get my vegan milkshake to go. Wow. That's the other sad thing is he's hanging around then, and now we've had this kind of intense sexual moment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, good times. That's incredible. You'll never, sometimes, so sometimes my rages help me meet people like that. Josh Rubin returns also back. He's all over this list. This is Avocado Christ, Christoph Waltz. <laughs> I was thinking about how to work in my asking you if you're a vegan and then just doing Christoph Waltz talking about avocados. Do it. Um, just like, well, I know that you need to, if you want to ripen the avocado, you put it in the cabinet and it encloses the gases in order to release the, to maintain the, to quickly ripen the avocado. (laughs) I know how to pick out an avocado, spend a lot of time since playing the villain in Green Hornet, but Seth was very good to me. That's an avocado. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's an avocado. Wow! It went from a very that racist impression. So to, good. You put it in to make sure all the gases make an avocado. <laughs> this lip. <clears throat> wow! Yeah, it's fucked up. That was so good. You didn't have to ask me if I'm a vegan to do that. You could do. You could call me in the middle of the night and, and just do be that, like, and I'd be fine. <laughs> uh, Pete, I had just had to t- tell you that <laughs> I need to unload a new bit. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, the comedy saved my life that way. It was just a lovely ammunition. No surprise here, Aaron Rodgers. I can't. Be- I still can't believe Aaron Rodgers did the podcast, and I still can't believe this story. Let's listen to it again. You know what I mean? See my hat? Is that a Halo game? No, it's an alien hat. Ancient Aliens. You ever seen the show? Are you into it? I'm so into it. It's amazing. Get into it. Giorgio, David Childress. Come on now. Is that the guy with the weird Giorgio hair? is yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big guy with the big hair. He's awesome. Yeah, I he's love that stuff. I sometimes look up the old paintings where it's like so clearly a painting of like someone seeing a UFO, but we're yeah. just like, it's a sun. It's like, why does the sun have windows and a man inside? You know, like, like fucking weird <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Are you one of those people? I, I will go so far down that rabbit hole. That if you give me an afternoon alone in YouTube, I'll be like, well, the pyramids were used as a hydrogen power plant to send energy up to a UFO that needed to refuel at Earth. I don't think that's that weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what is the pull thing? What what hooked you? Like, what what do you love about it? Well, to be honest, it was uh, something that I saw. What's that? No. Yeah. This is the best. Hit it. (laughs) I didn't have to tell you to look at yeah. my elbow. Good, yeah. good accuracy. Exactly. That's a that's a great tip there. Rob, yeah, people know that if you if you want to do a good high, high five, five. But the problem is if you go on a high ten, 
because in which it's, which elbow it, do you look which, at? Yeah, you know you're gonna I mean? miss. You're one. gonna slightly miss. Do you ever just watch uh, game footage of high fives just to like you know stay sharp? Yeah, you know what? But not many people high five anymore. You know, a lot of people I think were scared of the elbow, so it's yeah. really in front. It's a lot of in front, and then there's uh-huh. some sort of uh, uh-huh. gimmick that goes along with. Where the do you in stand front, on the uh, butt slapping? Yeah, not a whole lot of that. I think uh, I'm not against. I'm it. not against it. But, I have to uh, think that most people are like. It seems like it's a gay thing, but I'm like, it's just like, what's your policy? Um, you got to love those guys. They're protecting you from scary ass, crazy dudes. Hey, look, you know, I got my hands under under a guy's ass for <laughs> seventy plays a game. That's uh, you get over that uh, that whole thing. Pretty if you're quickly. on the lip of his cup, you know that's how you know. <laughs> Nobody just, wears cups. I mean, you don't wear cups. Spell that rumor. Nobody wears cups. No know. one wears a cup. No. What if you think? What if? Listen, listen. If, nobody wears cups. I don't wear a mouthpiece. I wear a soft chin strap. What? This is you know. I'm, no cup. No. no I would cup. wear a cup all day if I. Hard if cup it was or soft cup? I'd go for a hard. Why would you wear a hard cup? I'd want a hard cup. I fill it up like soft serve ice cream. I fill it up with my old Mosaga dick, <laughs> and I want protection. <laughs> I can't believe you're you. This amazing quarterback are hurling like a like a diamond shaped scary thing at people's dick and balls. You could you could kill a man's chance. Well, you should be accurate. Children. You keep you know you don't go for the, yeah. the dick and balls. Yeah, aim you, for you, that. Yeah, aim for that, not the nuts. But yeah. if you hated a guy, you could take him out. No more kids. Yeah. What's one of your teammates' players' names? Um, What's someone you throw to? Randall. No more kids, Randall. Yeah. But Ida would be pretty mad as his girlfriend. Yeah. So I think they want kids. Do they? Yeah. Well, that's really up to you. It's true. <laughs> a little bit lower, Randall. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to sit in an armchair and be like, Rogers. who do you throw that big Hail Mary to? Uh, the first one, Richard Rogers caught it, actually. Rogers, my, Rogers. Uh, my brother. Is he really? No. 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 I'm not going to get any of those. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good throw. Anyway, so you saw a UFO. Talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my kind of thing. <sighs> I'm not going to get way into it. You got to! I can't. Do we have whiskey? Ah, scotch. Where's the scotch at? Scotch. Single malt. Any single malt scotch? Anyone? Yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a brown liquor. We have wild turkey. That's not very good. I saw an unidentified flying, Where, unidentified yeah. flying object yeah. in the sky in New Jersey in 2005. Get out and stay, but whoa. Leave? No, don't leave. Okay. You know, I have friends that have seen things. Three friends of mine were on a porch in, in, uh, in New York. So, you know, similar, but close, different. Yeah. Close. Were you in rural or, or city, Ciudad? Uh, rural. Rural. Mm-hmm. Alone? Late at night. I was with a good friend of mine. Um, multiple eyewitnesses saw the same thing. I no. Actually, I checked in with him a couple years ago. I said, remember that one night? And before I even finished, he's like, yeah. I think about that almost every day. Get your fire in the sky? Yeah. Okay, so just give me the backstory. Where? What were you doing? What time was it? Well, it was, I, had, I had declared for the draft, so I was out there doing a, a show called Cold Pizza for ESPN, uh-huh. which turned into uh, First Take. And I had it uh, early in the morning in, in Newark City, and uh, one of my best friends from college, a teammate, uh, his uh, his family was from uh, from Jersey, so I went over for – I was going to spend a night with him. He's going to drive in. Um, drive me in in the morning. Uh, so I went to his folks' house and had this great uh, Italian dinner. They're a big Italian family. And, and so it's, you know, it's eight courses and he started at eight and it ends at midnight. And so we're, uh, <laughs> you know, we're winding down there and uh, there was a weird siren in the distance. And uh, Wait, you heard it as well? Well, let me get to it, all right? Let me get to some roundabout way of getting to the story. The backstory is important for oh, okay. any ufologists out there. Who, ufologists. Yeah. Is that what you heard a siren. Said? No, yeah, I'm just going. I heard a yeah. siren. Yeah. Right? In the distance. So we go outside. It was it was a snowy night. 
Um, it was in, uh, I think it was in February. Uh, and we went outside and it was, uh, it was one of those kind of bright, uh, bright nights where, uh, it's, it's overcast, but there's enough light from the moon kind of reflecting off the clouds, I'm guessing, where yeah. you can, you know, you can see, uh, see things. And, and the next thing you know, we saw something in the sky and how big the only, uh, way to kind of, uh, make it so people can get a, a visual of, of kind of what it looked like was if you've seen the movie Independence Day which is a great yeah, movie sure. and they're coming out with another one are they? Uh, yeah according to Goldblum I just saw him he's just, been a personal really? favorite of mine oh wow yeah. just Memorial Day side note I love Wes Anderson films yeah um, <laughs> I love Wes Anderson films too <laughs> so in the night skies are you pro Fox? some yeah. people don't like Fox yeah who uh, yeah I don't like Fox oh night sky what, pro Fox what? fantastic mister yeah, yeah. Okay, I, there's politics. I thought we were going down a different direction there. Is there a guy named Fox? No, there's Fox News. Or oh I yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I didn't know if there was some. There's nothing fantastic about Fox News. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in agreement there. Uh, yeah, so we went outside. We saw. Um, but it looked like Independence Day. Yeah, when the uh, when the plane is is. Uh, uh, the it looks like commercial jets kind of flying, or maybe it's a military jet, and they're kind of trying to figure out what's coming through the clouds. And you see, like, um, just kind of a fiery movement of of cloud, I guess, mm. uh, coming through the sky. And then the you know the plane eventually runs into the spaceship, which is coming in the in the orbit. It was like that in a sense of that it was a large orange uh, left to right moving uh, object. Whoa, and. It wasn't triangular. It was more like a messy shape. You know, because of the overcast uh, nature of the night and the snow, you couldn't make out. Uh, it was it was behind <laughs> kind of the clouds we were seeing, but it was definitively large in the night sky, moving from left to right. Again, we're at like twelve thirty at night here. Yeah, um, and it was me and Steve and his brother that saw it, uh, and. It goes out of sight, and we look at each other and go, what in the fuck was that? Holy shit. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. And, and the, so what did he say? It goes out of sight. Did it kind of vanish or? It just, yeah, it just went out of sight. And you could hear, uh, you could hear it moving. Uh, and then when it had been out of sight for a good 30 seconds, and I want to say 30 seconds, it felt like five minutes. Yeah. But, uh, but at the time, we were kind of like in shock. Then we hear the sound, definitive sound. And anybody who's been to a flyover or been to an air show or just seen Top Gun, you know the sound that a that a fighter jet makes as it flies by. Yeah. And there were about four of those. Four fighter jets. Now, if you know if you know anything about the UFO sightings, you've done research. Um, you know that a lot of times, two things are connected to, to UFO sightings. One is the presence of fighter jets. Is that right? Because they're sent out to, to look at chase it? chase them down or to check out what's going on. And yeah. two is that there's a lot of sightings around nuclear power plants. Oh. So to tie it all together, that this, the alarm we heard was from 30 miles out, there was a nuclear power plant that had an alarm that went off. Uh, well, Aaron, you were right to shush me. The, that's, uh, the, that's a good detail. The, <laughs> you know, and actually, the alarm went off an hour later. And no. We were still in shock still, so we all ran downstairs and uh, – and ran outside and and we're like oh, is something else coming oh and we didn't you know nothing nothing else showed up but uh but again in typical uh fashion there was no uh 
No mention of it the next day. Yeah. Now it might have been after press time, so we said, all right, the day after. There's got to be something, right? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, my God. Have you talked about it before? Uh, I've I've told a, a lot of people this is a this scoop. Is scoop? No, this is definitely a scoop. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So it kind of goes to my. But that thing. got me into the whole ancient aliens and and just interested in um, a past. There's a good show on on the you know the history. I like the History Channel and the History Channel too. I've been a, I've studied history in college and always been a, a fan of uh, of what happened in the past, the near past, and also the the ancient past. And um, there's uh, you know some uh, some great shows on there that talk about the the uh, Brad Messler's show on there about uh, about whether or not the history that we're told yeah. is actually the history that, right. of, of how it happened based right. on artifacts they found all over the world, which kind of tie back to um, similar places and the fact that there's pyramids all over the place and, right. uh, and the fact that in general history is usually written by the winners. Right. Um, so societies and cultures have been and to keep people in the dark, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to. That's why we're not going to report on that or whatever. Yeah. But that kind of goes with the idea that maybe it's recharging or something at a nuclear power plant. Is that kind of the idea that it wants energy? I, yeah, I mean that's that's an idea. I know that there were uh, allegedly a lot of uh, um, after uh, Hiroshima or not. Um, sorry, what was the uh, the power plant in? Uh, oh yeah, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. And then the one in uh, Japan recently. Yeah. Um, that there were some some sightings around around those places. Wow. So, I mean, that, that stuff is all interesting. To me. Here's Phoebe Robinson and her Michael Fassbender's dick story. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So they're not like super religious people, but they're de- definitely interested in spiritual things and yeah. metaphor and stories. Yeah, and I think I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. I'm like really connected to the universe. I really, I was talking to Michelle Buteau the other day and I was like, love. I think she's amazing. And I was I like, know. I think I'm low key clairvoyant. Like, I really do. Like, I feel like I'm really in tune with like other people and like the energy around that I can I sort of it. kind of predict things a little bit. Really? Uh, just a little like, bit. It's almost like there's a radio station playing yeah. about what's happening and what's going to happen and yeah. you can hear it sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes like this I like I kind of have a, a crush on this guy right now like and a fastbender? <laughs> no. I saw him once at a roast battle. Was it like <laughs> devastating to look at him? I couldn't look straight at him. <laughs> it was just like blinding white light and yeah. I kept thinking about his dick, that big old dick. I know. It's a big old thing. He put dick. it out there it's so. A big old big dick. <laughs> he had notes when that script came out. What movie what's that cool, Shame. called? Shame. It's he was so like good. I love it. Can we just add one scene where my dick is like clearly, I've been batting it around a little bit. Right, but let's just—I'm going to get out of bed and just show it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good dick. That's pretty cool. That's a great way to start a movie. It is the beginning, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm like, the, I'm in. Yeah, that, they should have called that movie. I love dick. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, closing out this second best of episode, this is Sarah Silverman returns with her hardest laugh story. Uh, guys, enjoy, and we'll do this again in another couple dozen episodes. These are always my favorite. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Oh, Val, you didn't say get into it at the at the beginning. Say it retroactively. Retroactively get into it. Got into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we always end with uh, now, not when you did it the first time. Keep we always end. Well, keep it crispy is still in play, but we always because sometimes it gets heavy. We talk about God and death and all that stuff. We like to end on a, a happy note. It doesn't have to be a good story, but if I ask you to remember a time you laughed really hard, again, you can just tell me where you were, who you were with. Uh, you could have been potentially stoned. You could have been a child. 
when you think of yourself laughing really hard. Ugh. I know. Why is this so hard? I, I know. Some people find it difficult. Oh, there's a doggy door. Hi, Mary. Uh, somebody falling. Uh, somebody farting. Um, um, so a situation where you weren't supposed to laugh, but you couldn't stop laughing. These are common areas. Oh. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis had a good church one. <laughs> church is a common one. Class, libraries. Well, that just, Zach Galifianakis, is, that made me think of not a laughing, well, okay, so a laughing thing. <laughs> Wait, what did it make you think of? His brother spoke at his wedding. Were you at his wedding? No. It's all these, you know, all these comedians <laughs> and savvy people so are excited. speaking. Yes. And his brother Greg, he's, you know, they're from North Carolina, kind of deep... Deep North Carolina. <laughs> and, you know, all these, like, very pithy, brilliant comic voices are kind of speaking and stuff. And then Greg gets up, and he's saying, you know, I used to, talking about being a, a you know, I used to beat Zag up, and, uh, you know, I, I ripped all his clothes off and threw him outside and locked the door. And, and there's this uncomfortable <laughs> feeling in the audience, like, oh, God, he thinks this is funny and it's just awful. Yes. Like, mean bully stuff. And he tells the story about stripping Zach, you know, holding him down and stripping him naked and throwing him outside and locking the door. And and it's just uncomfortable. And then he says, and you know what Zach did? And then he fully breaks into tears and he goes, he loved me anyway. Oh, my God. And it turned in that one sentence into the most Beautiful, brilliant speech I've ever heard in my life. Oh my Is that amazing? God! You just up leveled. And you know what game. Zach did? He loved me anyway. Oh, oh my god! My god! <laughs> it was amazing. I don't even so know. So beautiful. The question to ask that gets that answer, but I, I need to find it because that's the best story I've ever. Isn't heard. Isn't the greatest story ever? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Sarah, thank you so much.